Welcome to episode four. Welcome to episode five of the Random Days podcast. <laughs> you know, episode four, take two. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we <laughs> so, did this yesterday. We literally did this on Sunday. And and uh, so, <laughs> so what ended up happening was I didn't have enough memory on the computer because I had downloaded a stream from a previous day. So that was a three-hour video. <laughs> We tried to record another like two hour video and my computer was like, that's simply too much. So not only was it, no one did it say, hey, you know, you need to stop. It just completely corrupted the file. So now we're doing this over again. And uh, I'm Episode sure- 4.2. I'm sure I'm going to be just as uh, energetic and exciting oh, as last yeah, time. Oh yeah, dude. Hey, you know what? At least I'm not as sick as I was on Sunday. Yeah. Like even you called it out on that stream on that <laughs> podcast. You're like, yo, are you all right? Because I just kept going. Oh, it's <laughs> you're rubbing your face and yawning and shit. I'm like, Matt struggling. <laughs> yeah, it was struggle city, for sure. So, uh, yeah. So t today's podcast, we're gonna focus on. Um, so yesterday's podcast, we focused on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I think we. We we wanted to start talking about the the alpha last time because that was this weekend. Yes, and uh, I oh, imagine it's ending. I imagine it's ending today. No, dude, I tried to play it last night and it was already over. Oh shit, really? Yeah. Sometime on Sunday they shut it down. Damn. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what time it was, but sometime on on Sunday afternoon, shut it down. Cause what time? Yeah, I got home at like seven. Okay. Our time. And yeah, it was already down. I tried to load it up. Said servers were offline. Went on Twitter, saw the uh, the thing say it was off, and I was like, oh, shit. That right. kind of sucks. Ah. Go ahead. Why don't you tell the people a little bit about how your uh, alpha experience was like? I'm going to try to fix that because it looks a little blurry. Okay. Um, yeah, so you unplugged something. Oh, I just unplugged my laptop. Okay. Just tell them what your thoughts are. Yeah. Nah, yeah, they released the 2v2. Um, initial thoughts... Modern Warfare seems like it's going to be a lot of fun. I thought it was going to be a little bit slower than it ended up being in the alpha testing. So whether that stays true to the rest of the, like to the beta and, and when launch day comes, we don't know. But uh, yeah, it was a lot faster than I actually thought it was going to be, judging from the trailers and stuff. Like, I was like, As oh, in like fuck. the pace of the game? Yeah, I thought it was going to be very campy very ar heavy and i'm a submachine gun player at heart so well, like i'm actually, a submachine gun sniper that wasn't that's not a bad thing to guess because i mean like when they had the uh when they had all the popular streamers come and do that multiplayer uh reveal they had so yeah. many that were from uh siege like yeah. common siege streamers yeah so i kind of had that guess too where i was like hey son of a this might be like a very slow paced game or like I mean, there is some aspects of Siege in it. Like, you obviously the see the leaning. The lean is, like... I thought the lean was going to... Like, you were going to be able to do it like Siege, where you could just walk around and then lean. But you yeah. can only do it, like, around corners, and you have to, like, be stuck there. So, I saw you so can... I don't mind that at all. I saw you can uh, mount on, like... Uh, ledges. On ledges. Yeah. And then you can, like, mount the corner. Yeah, they're both... But... Both options when you were either against a wall or a ledge, they called it mount. Mm -hmm. And if you're by a wall, you just leaned over. Yeah. And if you're if you're on a ledge, then you propped your gun on the ledge so you were more stable. 
Yeah. So I mean, imagine I imagine those would be handy in S and D. I don't know, point. man. I didn't use it ever. Uh, there was a couple guys who really screwed me over. On is on... it harder to see them? Because I didn't run into anybody that did it. Uh, it was a little bit hard to see. I would say, like they're not. Okay. They're it's not, not as obvious as a not as obvious body. as a body. Yeah. Just hiding, just like peeking a wall. Yeah. So it might be a little bit. I that's the only game mode I see that being useful at all. Or like the first couple minutes of a T, of a TDM, where or yeah, like if you're the guy sitting in hill and hardpoint or some shit, and there's yeah. like one spot you have to watch. But even still, you're not even gonna want to peek your body. Like no, doesn't I mean like you don't die really quickly but there's certain guns that can definitely kill you faster than you can like unmount <laughs> forget the guns cod players are more notorious for fucking clearing a room with a grenade or a flashbang before they even go in yeah so like you could be mounted behind a wall yeah, guy flashbang comes in guy fucked. throws a flashbang and a nade and you die what's the point of you mounting anyways yeah so yeah. so I, like i had the feature enabled still like i told you i was gonna disable it the minute i realized you could yeah so i went through and there was an option to disable it but the way you go into it, I did like I didn't know what it was gonna be like. Yeah. Like the way you actually toggle it. And it only happens when you're ADS by a wall. And then you have to hit melee while you're ADS. So like It's a little awkward. Yeah, so like I never do that button sequence naturally. No. Like I would never aim at a wall and then melee for no reason. Like if I'm meleeing, I'm never aimed down. No, usually because somebody was up to you, you get off. Yeah, ADS I would stop aiming and then, and then hit. So that's just my neighbor. Oh my god, dude! Doing P90X again. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. We uh, we only got to play uh, gun game or Thursday gun night. Oh, the game mode. What yeah, gunfight. Gunfight. Two v two gunfight. Two v two gunfight. And I mean, I saw that on the first reveal stream, and it looked like a lot of fun. We played it on Friday and Saturday, and you know what, man, I had actually good time with that game mode. Yeah. No, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. I just we didn't talk about this at all before this just popped in my mind the game modes called 2v2 gunfight I think yes. there's a potential there might be like 4v4 gunfight or like 3v3 gunfight well I imagine or 1v1 I imagine the gunfight is just you spawning in with you spawning in with random loadouts yeah and all players have the same loadout. I know but the fact that they specified the 2v2 gunfight yeah you think that there may be I wouldn't, that there might be I wouldn't be surprised if there's a 4v4. I would not expect it to go further than that, though. No, well, no. Especially if they... If, if they use those maps. Yeah, especially <laughs> if, if those maps are the only maps that they're using Five for Five or six guys. Like, what the fuck? They're literally, like, the size of, like, a classroom, those maps. Yeah, they're small. They're very it's small. phone booth fighting, for sure. So, yeah, I'd imagine maybe 4v4, because, like... Those maps, they look like... They look like they're designed for 2v2, because literally you spawn... There's only like two ways to go. There's two walls where people spawn on either end of the map. So like unless they double stack those, because the walls are wide enough. Yeah. So maybe they'll go two, two, and two, and two. Yeah. And that's how you have your 4v4. But yeah. uh Yeah. Uh favorite gun out of the gunfight? MK2? MK2, MK2 yeah. MK2, dude. I almost said MKB. I don't know why. My brain keeps thinking it's a B. I don't know. I always think it's an MK2. MK2, that, MK that little lever bolt, action fucking. Yeah, the bolt action rifle. Yeah, that thing is fun, dude. It was awesome. No, it would be lever, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a lever action dude, rifle. I thought I was fucking Arthur Morgan in Red Dead, just like. 
Oh yeah, that's a hundred percent a cowboy gun. Yeah, like it was bitching, dude. I was like, fuck yeah, this is what we need. Yeah, hopefully, ideally either tonight or tomorrow, I'll start working on a little montage video that I made. Hell yeah, because uh, yeah, Saturday I was going off, man. I was sipping that ma that monster mango loco, oh, and shit. I went absolutely loco. <laughs> I got headshots that I didn't even think I was gonna get. I was just, and you weren't I, even playing with me. No, I was playing with Steven. Yeah, you're you're and Steven, kind of carry and stuff. And yeah, and Steven, that was his first time playing the game, and yeah. I was hard carrying. Like I was really impressed with myself, and like I think I probably spent a good fifteen minutes of that stream just saying, "Ow!" Yeah. <laughs> you know what's effed up? Out of our little friends group that we play games with, mm -hmm. I'm the biggest Call of Duty nerd by far. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I might have played the least amount besides one person who didn't enjoy the modern warfare. Yeah. Which how you couldn't enjoy that makes no sense. Like th that was fun. That was it was that was about yeah. as good as Call of Duty gets. Yeah. For an alpha dude. It's an alpha. An alpha that was barely even like uh publicized. No, it came out of nowhere, man. Came out of they nowhere. didn't talk about it. We knew the beta was coming out September 12th, and then they were like, here, boom, 2-2 Alpha. Play if it. you didn't tell me, if you didn't check Twitter, and you didn't tell me mm -hmm. that it was happening, I probably would have completely missed it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure there would have been, you would have saw it when we signed in on PlayStation for the weekend. Or maybe when I signed into Twitch, and like, what yeah. the heck, why is Modern Warfare? Yeah. Because it went all the way to like, maybe number seven on Twitch. Yeah. It never, yeah, I never got a lot of views, but... You know, I mean, more than Anthem, more than Anthem, <laughs> which we checked last time had like 300 and some viewers yeah. and like 150 of those were watching a sponsored streamer. Yeah. Yeah. So now they're paying people to play the game. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Apex did that. Yeah, no, but like Apex is free. <laughs> Apex is free. Apex is free. Yeah. Dude, you paid 80. No, you bought the better edition. Dude, you okay. spent like a hundred and something bucks. Grand time. So I bought, I bought the special edition of Anthem that gave you like the cool black and gold armor set, and uh, that you wore for two days. That you wear for two days because like <laughs> it doesn't look good with your. Uh, I don't even remember the name of the classes. That's how long I played. But there's like a ninja looking character that can like triple jump. Javelin. Ja yeah, the javelin was all the suits. Oh, that's the name of the suit. Yeah. Shit. It was like a striker or something. I don't know. Regardless, who cares? Uh, uh, no, I can tell you the classes. Titan, Warlock, Hunter. Because it's Destiny number two. I mean, that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Only they got it completely wrong because EA was way too aggressive on their launch date. And like... You trying to say it wasn't finished? Oh, dude, come on. That shit wasn't even close to finish when it came out. And it's still... What's closer to being done? Modern Warfare just releasing their alpha? Or Anthem on its launch date? Oh, jeez. Modern Warfare is more of a game than Anthem <laughs> ever was. It was brutal. It's so sad. That was brutal, man. Like, Oh, man. I almost... You almost convinced me to get it. Well, dude... Because you're mean, like, this is what I'm be playing. I'm like... Fuck, I'm dude, I really game. thought I really thought that's what it was gonna be, man. Because like we're talking about Bioware, which is one of the few gaming uh comp game design companies in that Canada. that actually is in 
Canada, but more specifically in well, Edmonton. Yeah. yeah. Right? So, like, because, like, never Ubisoft, I believe, is in Vancouver and Montreal. And, like, there's some... For sure Montreal. I know that. For sure Montreal. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Bioware is based only in Edmonton and Austin, Texas. So, you're like, two random fucking places to be. Yeah, I don't know. I maybe. mean, Austin makes sense, but, like... No, you know why? It's because the people who founded Bioware, one guy was from Edmonton and one guy was from Texas. Oh, yeah. interesting. So, they have... That's why they have the two offices. That's cool. But uh, I, I respect that. I respect yeah. That. So like, just like you did, I saw the E3 uh, trailer. It looked good, and it looked really good. The game looked fun as shit. I was I was kind of excited. And I was then, even talking to one of our mutual friends, and I was like, "Fuck, should I get this game? It looks sick." Yeah, and then I got to play. Um, I got to play a little bit of the beta. Yeah. And like, the beta was limited, and there were some bugs. But it's also a beta. But it's also a beta. Yeah. So like, okay, there was a little bit of worry because it looked almost more like a pre-alpha, because unfortunately, when people played the beta, it took some. It took me almost a whole day just to get in. Oh Jesus! Because the day it launched, I tried to get in, it would crash. I had to close and restart the application multiple times before I could finally get in, and then I would play one mission and then it would crash again. Dude, so like, I'd have chalked it right there. I'd have been like, uninstall beta. You know what I thought? I thought that it was so popular that the servers just couldn't handle it. Oh my gosh, Matt, you naive little boy. Yeah, but like, oh no, I gave it such high hopes, dude. Like, really? If you talk to like March Matthew back in like, you thought Anthem was gonna be? I thought Anthem was gonna be my way of going to the top on Twitch because. It was, in first. it was a brand new game, so no one had any experience on it. It's not like it's Destiny because it's third person. And really, what I thought my edge was, was that I was an Edmonton-based streamer. Mm -hmm. So if I could uh, be very active on social media, make content videos, talk to the devs on Twitter, and stuff like that, basically mimic how... Um, in Destiny, there's these, there's these two notorious streamers, King Gathalion and Professor Broman. Okay. They're like the top two guys for Destiny. Okay. And I think what sets them apart from everybody else is like their commitment to the community and being active, being involved, on, yeah. being active on Twitter and talking to devs and like just being very passionate about the game. I feel like if I could take that and apply that to Anthem, I would still have the edge because maybe they'd be able to recognize, oh, look at this guy who's from Edmonton. Yeah. Promoting the game and uh, putting in a really good name for himself and for the game. Mm -hmm. And then if they had possibly invited me to like a reveal stream for some new content, mm -hmm. I feel like that could have taken my stream to the top and just skyrocket. At least, Probably could have, yeah. At least with an Anthem. I'm not yeah. saying I was going to be the top of Twitch, but no. like, I could have been in the top five for Anthem. At least that was my aspirations. Yeah. And, and from there, uh, who fucking knows? And from there, who knows? Literally, right? who knows? But, like, yeah, I had so much... That game had so much potential for me, and it was just so unfortunate that um, EA forced them to release a game that was not ready. It's a bummer. Like, it was hardly a game, dude. And because, like, like because some people get turned off by Destiny because it's so fake. Like, you can be an alien and stuff like that, whereas, like... The well, Anthem, like, in a way, kind of looks like what our future could be. 
obviously you still fight aliens and shit, but like, you know, it's a, correct me if I'm wrong, it's a human in those suits, right? It's a human in an Iron Man suit. Yeah. So like, that's way more believable than being an EXO, which yeah. is basically a robot with a personality in Destiny. Yeah. Like, we're so far from that, that, you know. And really, Anthem was supposed to be the Destiny killer, because at that time, Destiny had a very bad rep with its community. It was, you know, it was following under, it was falling under that Activision banner of like, you guys are only in it for the money. You guys are releasing trash DLCs that are like half the duration they should have been for the money that they're worth. And like people were being like, you guys are just, you guys are just spitting out content for the sake of releasing content. Mm -hmm. You're not releasing quality content. Yeah. And they were even, uh, at the time they were modifying the game to make it more harder to level up and earn stuff so to force you to play more to, to play more or go to the store and buy stuff yeah so like game Oof. when anthem was being released destiny was in in that the low point in the valley in that low point of nor of notoriety and people not liking the game at all okay and so i mean anthem had its opportunity anthem was supposed to be the destiny killer and all it had to do was just have was not suck well no was just to be a little bit like destiny be more inviting to the destiny players because that was who you were going to steal from it's not like new babies were being born who wanted to play anthem okay yeah. they're not they're not even able to pick up a controller yet your audience was you're trying to steal from destiny and you're maybe trying to steal from overwatch yeah but like you 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 were more likely trying to steal from Destiny more oh, than anything. Three man squads to do the missions. Three man squads. You're in outer space. There's aliens. There's you shoot monsters. Classes, you one's were, magical. One's you're fast, trying, and one's a brute. You're trying to you're trying to take the Destiny players because when Destiny was booming, EA announced that they were going to make their own um, MMORPG. Yeah. So they knew that it was going to make money and they wanted to make their own. Yeah. But they were missing those little things that Destiny players wanted. And I think that's what turned people off right from the beginning. Like no social environment. You basically yeah. landed in a hub where only you could interact with NPCs. Yeah. And you, you should be able to walk around in your human's form, like customize your human form, walk around in that social area and show off your suits and shit. Yeah. So like they eventually invite people to your ship or whatever the fuck. They eventually released that about four weeks later. And like, even then, dude, like, I tried popping in when the game launched. And I just, could, I, it basically was as bad, if not worse, than the condition it was at the beta. Oh my god. They made no improvements because they, they released the beta literally, if I'm not mistaken, either two weeks or less. Then the, the launch day. Oh god! And they, it had so many problems. People were like, "There's no way." Bro, we just played the alpha for Modern Warfare, and it's August. The game co doesn't come out till the end of October. Yeah, you still have two months. Yeah, to fix things. They're doing a beta at the start of September. Yes, they're doing a beta on the twelfth, so that still gives a them month a month and a half to tweak just the online shit. I'm sure the, the rest online. of it's done. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, no. Anthem was a disaster, and like it's really unfortunate because and it's not like Bioware's a small dev. No, Bioware made all the Dragon Age games. Yeah, but the problem was 
they also ha already had a very bad rap with Andromeda, so they're trying to they're trying to uh, fix what was going on, and like it just fucking came out worse. I have a real idiot question to ask you. Go ahead. Does Bioware make Bioshock? I don't think so. Okay, that's idiot question of the day. No, the I names are so similar. I was like, hmm. I think if I'm not mistaken, I you know what? Troll me on the comments if I'm completely wrong. But I think Valve, the people who own the, own Steam, yeah, I think they made Bioshock. Oh, I know they definitely made Half Life and Half Life Two. Yeah, but I thought they were also the ones who were uh, who made Bioshock. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I just... I could be completely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> if I am, please troll me in the comments. <laughs> I I would totally accept it. Yeah, no, that was just my idiot question. I was like, but uh... it makes sense to me, dude. Bioware, Bioshock. You could be right, and if you are, that'd be hilarious, because I feel like that would be too easy. That is too easy. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I think about it, no, that's too easy. No, I'm yeah. But, um, uh, but, yeah, no, it's a shame, and, like, what makes me sad is that, more than likely, I'm really worried that, that, that the Edmonton office will probably shut down from this. You think so? Yeah, well, their lead dev left, like, two weeks ago. Was that the dude from here, or from yeah. Canada? Or did the Texas guy leave? I think he was from Texas. Oh, okay. But like still, then you like, might be safe. their main guy who arguably was the most passionate person, I think he was there, he was the one who was always on all the streams, he was the one trying to like convince people that this is a good game. Yep. And he just had enough, I think, and he just left. Oh shit. Because, I mean, I mean, EA has said that they're going to keep putting money into this. And literally, as long as FIFA keeps making them billions of dollars... Yeah, probably, as long as you idiots keep buying packs and Ultimate Team... Yeah, they're probably going to keep spending money on trying to fix Anthem. Yeah. So, who knows? Because, here's... Actually, here's my small sliver of hope. And, like, I probably won't go play it, but I would be glad if it got better, because... <laughs> I mean, I still won't play it, but... Well, here's the thing. It's like, I was also very excited about No Man's Sky. Mm-hmm. And then No Man's Sky came out, and it was hot garbage. Yeah, dude, people. But you go play No Man's Sky now. People love it. It's wicked game. It's a really cool game, and I really encourage people to go play because it, it looks really cool. But that took a couple years to fix. That's fucking so. They basically sad. rebuilt the game. Anybody who was willing to pay for it day one, they took that money and f built the rest of the game, which I would argue is wrong. And not fair to the consumer, but because you promised one thing, gave them the you, you gave them a quarter of what they asked for, and took the money from the from the people who initially invested in your game to make the rest of it. Yeah, but it's a lot better than what a lot of devs would have done, and just taken that money and said, "Sorry, we fucked this game up." At least they used that they used their profits and went back and tried to give people what they actually wanted. Which yeah, I respect that part of it. But still, man, that's like selling a guy a car, and you go see the car. Don't, and it, it doesn't have and wheels, got, but you got, buy it anyway. It's got no doors, it's got no hood, it's got no roof, but it's got wheels, a steering wheel, and an engine. And they so go, it technically drives. It's what technically drives, and they go, hey, you know, in four months, we'll get you the rest of the parts. Yeah. It's not fair. No, I know, but like... Like, there's not really refunds in video games. Like, and this is kind of the one industry where, like, you can't return shit. For the most part. I mean, you can, but, like, I, I don't know about 
anybody who's watching, but I don't buy fucking physical copies of games anymore. I just download them off the store. Yeah. Dude, you can go on your phone. And buy it. And buy the game, and then it starts installing at your house on your PlayStation. Yeah. That's insane. Actually, what's really... Who the fuck's going to the store? Actually, Destiny has a very funny refund mechanic. If you buy something from the Eververse store, it shows up in your inventory, but you can't use it until you hover over it and say, I would like to use this. There's like X to open and square to refund. Oh, wow. But still, you don't get to use it and then refund it. If yeah. you open it, then you can't refund it. Well, because it's like... It's, it's kind of a form of gambling. You don't know what you're going to get, and that's part of the fun with these loot boxes and these... Well, no, Eververse store, you know what you're buying. Oh, you know what you're getting? Yeah. Oh, okay. It, can't you buy, like, a bundle that you don't know? Or no? There's some crates that are like that. There's, like, boxes, but, like... Yeah, so there is that random aspect but you can definitely buy individual items yeah i bought in shaders off there I think. but like there's the back in the day there is some boxes that are like hey this is this box has this theme and it has the option of getting uh armor customizations for all the different types of armor that you own oh, but okay. when you open that box you'll only get like two out of the five yeah and it's completely random so that's yeah. where the random aspect yeah, is but that like that's like i'm trying to relate that to something that we had when we were younger but like it's like gambling for kids dude it's fun it's fun for me you know what it's, you opening know what, those crates and just getting around you know what it's shit. like it's like open up it's like opening packs for pokemon cards yeah yeah that's like the yeah you'd buy, you'd buy the 10 pack of pokemon cards you didn't know god you got a foiled charizard or a shiny charizard whatever the yeah something with foil is. or something with shiny yeah and you're like yes yeah yeah that's what we had cards cards yeah. man we're all this shit well, like I used to, like growing up, I used to collect the Pokemon cards. I used to collect the Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Yeah, dude, Yu-Gi-Oh is huge. Yeah, fuck with my Blue Eyes White Dragon, I'll kill you, son. Dude, I still have my decks. Dude, I'm pretty sure I still have my Blue Eyes White Dragon and my Red Eyes Black Dragon. I have a Dragon deck. I have a Harpy deck, and I have a Yu-Gi-Oh. deck. I never like competed. I just wanted to collect the cards. I still have Pokemon cards. I, I actually thought... have a uh, one of the shiny Machamps. I think it's worth like fifty bucks, dude. I have a very, <laughs> I have a very small collection of Pokemon cards because I gave some away to my younger cousins. When you're of yeah. age to not play with cards anymore, and yeah. a lot of my good cards ended up in the uh, laundry machine. Oh, fantastic! Because uh, I had a huge stack, a huge pack of cards in my, in my jeans. Yes. Oh my gosh, I was probably like nine years old, maybe. Mm -hmm. And like my mom went into my room to grab the laundry, grab your jeans, and then grab my jeans, put them in the wash, and she takes them out and feels the fucking no, lump in your pocket. No, they all spread all over the laundry. Uh. So there's these little <laughs> green, there's these like little blue and green flecks of paper all over the laundry. Oh my god! And then she she felt so bad. She calls me. She she's, she's like, uh, Matt, come downstairs, and I'm. And I'm thinking, oh, she wants me to kill a spider because that's my mom's thing. Oh, okay. it's like she's scared of spiders. So if she sees a spider, she usually asks me to come and kill him. So I'm like, oh, mom probably saw a spider. So I'm coming downstairs, you know, trying to all brave and shit. Like I'm gonna fuck this spider up. I'm ready to beat the spider's <laughs> ass. And she looks at me and she looks so like embarrassed. And she, bro, and, you're the one that fucked up. And like, 
she she has like a half of blast toys in her hand and she's like, like and she's like matthew were your cards in your pants and i was like probably and oh, she's no. like i washed your pants and they're all destroyed do you want to know something crazy my mom the og of ogs my mother yes she was the one who told me to get a binder and put them in those plastic sleeves yeah my mom my mom did that too like my mom knew they were going to be valuable one day she's a wizard well you know why because i think they associated it with baseball cards and hockey cards right maybe maybe i don't know i never played with baseball cards or hockey cards when i was a kid no but like my mom she was gone my mom knew that stuff existed like she never collect cards herself mm-hmm. but like she knew that people collected cards so she's like oh buy this binder with all these sleeves so that you can protect your cards yeah i have that shit yeah yeah my pokemon cards are still in that binder the same one from 2001 mine mine are all in a in a card box now yeah so i bought a cardboard box that just fits cards yeah and i just put them all in there i have a small almost the size of like a half a shoe box yeah yeah of cards and like yeah i've kept that with me since i was 18 years old shit yeah it was a small it was a, like the last few cards i ended up collecting because i from junior high i would just randomly go to the comic book store and at that point they were selling like valuable cards and they were still selling the packs yes yeah, so like individual if, cards if they were so if i saw something that i actually wanted i would just go and buy it and then you know what i think would be sick i'm not even a pokemon fan but if you had like one to 150 of like the original pokemon because i don't give a shit about the other ones but the original like pokemon one to 150 or I guess 152 with Mew and Mewtwo, right? Yeah. yeah. No, 151. 151? Okay. Yeah. Um, if, like, I would get, like, the original 151 cards framed from 1 to 151. It's I hard. Think that... It's hard to find now. No, I know. But I think like, that would be... Literally sick. what it is now is, like, people are trying to find the first edition or the first issue. Uh, yeah, I don't care about that. But, like, if I just had the actual card... Yeah. It'd be sick. But because I'm fucking like super OCD about my shit, if I had like, like what, they would all have to be the same. So if I had one that was foiled, like I would need to replace it with a regular one, or they would all have to be fucking foiled. Otherwise, I would freak the fuck out. I would still keep the foiled one, but make, just not. But I don't think they made a foiled version of everything. No, I don't think they did either. That's why no. I could not keep them framed like that. The foiled ones would have to stay somewhere else. Yeah. I got... Because <laughs> if one card was shiny and the other ones fucking weren't, I would be like, what the fuck? Okay, I gotta roast someone here a little bit. Oh, no. But uh, the reason why... Are you gonna I... mention names? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I think... I can't leave for this shit. I think, I think why my uh, desire to collect things is so tamed is because I know one guy who takes it to an extreme level that for me just makes me think it's absolutely absurd and it's our our good our good buddy steven he's obsessed with collecting certain things steven's gonna be in the comments of this video man but he knows he knows man dude he buys discs for his fucking games no that's not that's not that's what i'm talking about no i know but he does do that I know he does that. Like, he's one of the few OGs that remain. That hey, man, he's he, the thing. He could be right. Who knows? I know could the. Be. I know the future's digital. I think we all know the. I think we know the digital. future's digital. Except you, Steve. 
No, but I, know, I, I, you know what, dude? I'll make, I'll defend him a little bit. I argue, I don't think it's about him being like, yo, I want a physical copy of the game. I think he just wants a decoration to like put on a bookshelf being like, I own all these games. Yes. Like the Call of Duties, I understand. I he, have... wants, he wants to show those off. Yeah. It's not, I don't, think it's, I don't think it's necessarily about having the physical disc. I think it's about having the nice uh, case yeah. and then displaying it being like, yo, these are all the games I've played throughout my life. I was for that too, until... They switched to next gen, and the previous gen, they didn't have backwards compatibility right off the rip or anything. Yeah. Dude, my 360, which I played for, fuck. How long do we have 360? Five years? Six years or some shit like that? I played 360. I think it lasted six years. Yeah. I think I had it for like five or four and a half years. Mm -hmm. All those games are sitting in a closet because I have no clue what to do with them now. Like, I can't sell them. They're worth, like, a cent. Yeah. So, like, why would I, like, yes, I could sell them for a cent and make... I probably have 150 games. Probably, yeah. The closet is... Like, you open the one closet that we don't use in our house, dude, it's littered with Xbox 360 You see the green cases. It's terrifying. And I'm like... My mom's like... Can you, like, get rid of that stuff? I'm like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, yeah, but no, what I was going to talk about with Steven is, like, he's going to be so mad that I'm saying this. But, <laughs> like, he, uh, when Amiibos came out. Those little, like, big-faced bobblehead-looking things? Uh, no, those are pop figures. Oh. The Amiibos were the ones that you would, uh, figurines that you would attach to your Wii U or now your Nintendo Switch. And, uh, and it would allow you to modify your game based on the... Figuring so that it's you like chose. a USB drive, but it looks pretty like much. A thing? Okay, it looks like a statue. Okay, it looks cool. like a small little figurine. Like That's kind of cool. Do I have them anymore? I might have given them away. But, okay, uh, no, I get what you're putting down though. So, like for example, if you're playing Mario Kart and uh, plug in the little Yoshi and, and you took a Yoshi or like a Zelda or a Link amiibo, touched it to your Wii U, your character would become that character. That's kind of cool. And then when you did that, it also unlocked like a free bike or a free, free customization yeah. in that game. Yeah. And like even now with like the Zelda Breath of the Wild, if you use the Zelda figurines, all the types of figurines that they have, yeah, each one has a unique item item that it will give you in the game. Oh, that's kind of cool. Like if you drop like uh, I think it's like Toon Link, it gives you like a chest with like a bunch of meat in it. Or like a bunch of money in it, or like a sword, or like a okay. a hoodie or something. Yeah, and like so, I think that's that's kind of cool. It's kind of cool, but At like least you get something. But yeah, and like Stephen will take the take them out of the case for those specific things. Yeah, if he's if if that allows it, but for the most part, Stephen is like a traditional collector. Keeps stuff keeps stuff in the case. Yeah, but when we went as far as to like go to Best Buy, and I think. We were looking at either he got this for me or we were both going there together. It was uh, Sonic the Hedgehog because okay. Sonic a year before got acquired by Nintendo. Okay. They bought it from Sega. Yeah. And uh, Sega don't do shit now, do they? Sega has nothing anymore. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> Sonic was. So, yeah, he's trying to. He's, he bought the, the Sonic. Uh, amiibo and like it was down to like two figurines because he looks at all of them and tries to pick the one that looks the best 
So like if the box has like a little bend in the corner, yeah. he won't take it. And well, if you're a collector though, that's kind of what you do, right? Sure, but like the one that kind of freaked me out, which maybe I don't understand it because I'm not that hard of a collector. Yeah. But he, he was down to two boxes. And he noticed that on one of the hair things of Sonic there was a small line in one of them and not in the other so he put the other one away and kept this one the one without the flaw the one without the small flaw that okay. I didn't even notice because I don't care oh wow and how small are these fucking things uh about the size of like half my phone so like that and he noticed a scratch in the hair. Dude, he's looking. He's looking oh for it. Oh my god, dude. Steve, you're a beast. Hardcore. That's insane. Hardcore. And like, I appreciate him getting that for me, but I'm like, dude, you realize you could have got me any of them. And I've been like, yo, thank you very much. But like, yeah. I'm like, man, I can't believe you went that far into detail. So that's why. Wait, I, he didn't even keep it for himself? No, he bought it for me. What? Because he was trying to get me into fucking collecting amiibos. Oh my god. And like, and you didn't give a fuck. Well, no, I was like, oh, dude, that's awesome. Because I did collect some. I was collecting all the like Pokemon related ones. Yeah. And then, I mean, I like Sonic, so he eventually got the Sonic one for me. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, no, he got me a couple. He's gotten me the like old Nintendo NES one and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, when he started collecting pop figures, dude, he would. I would get like one. I'd probably get like a COD-related no. one to put on my desk. No, I told him I will not get any, any of them because here's the thing. Here's because my... each each one of those, dude. All of them are part of a certain collection. Yeah, there's never like one of a kind for no, no, no. Here's my thing when it comes to collecting shit, man. Like, it's not like I make a shitload of money. So if I'm gonna spend money on something. I'm spending my money on something I'm gonna use. I don't buy shit that I don't use. Yeah. Like, that's why I have no problem spending like hundreds of dollars at a time when it's something I know for a fact I'm gonna use. I mean, I'll buy stuff intentionally to decorate the house. That's different. Because like, you're not collect, like you're buying it for a purpose. Yeah. I mean, it's purpose is to sit there. But like you, you have bare wall space, and you have a reason to cover up that bare wall space. Yeah. So you don't want your house to feel or to feel like a fucking prison. I feel like some people like when it comes to like collecting figurines and stuff, they go, "Well, what's the point?" But I think you have to treat. I think the way those collectors treat their figurines is like a display. A display. Yeah. Which makes sense to me, but doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I mean, people are different, obviously. That shit is not. In my I mean, every time I go to every time I go to his room, I feel like I'm in a fucking arcade because like, like he's got gaming shit everywhere. Yeah. I'm a fan of gaming, and I would collect yeah. gaming shit, but I wouldn't collect gaming shit to the point where it's like not usable anymore. Yeah. Um. But like, I, like obviously, there's certain things that people are into more than others. Like, I love cars, but also like, there's guys that collect cars. Yeah. Bro, I'm not gonna buy a car, no matter what car it is. I'm buying it because I want to drive it. Yeah, I would agree. I'm not. I don't see myself buying a vehicle just to like park it. No, but I know people that have done that, and like my no. brain like 
starts to short circuit and I freak out. I'm like, what are you doing? You bought this like hundred thousand dollar car that's well, like, sitting seen, in the garage? Have you seen like Jay Leno's collection? Yeah, but he runs a TV show about his cars, which is kind of sick. Yeah. But I mean, like, he also has stupid money. Yeah. Like, to him, that's not... Like, I'm saying for me, like, I could not spend money on stuff that I'm not going to use because, like, I don't have lots of it. So, like, I'm buying shit I'm going to use. I'm buying shit I need or I'm buying shit that I, like, really fucking want because I'm going to use it. I'll be honest. I'm so dumb when it comes to cars. There's only one car I want... And I want to remake. I either want to do one of two things. Is it old from a movie? Because uh, I have those that, those thoughts too. Yeah, I have movie ones. Yeah. So like, there's two. Either I either want two kinds of vehicles. I want like the classic Volkswagen bus that you can use as a camper. Oh wow. Not where I thought you were going, but oh, okay. yeah. as soon as you said classic, I was like, fuck yeah, let's go, bro. And then you're no. like, Volkswagen, I was like, Ooh. Classic Volkswagen bus. Okay. That little tube bus yeah. that, like, you could turn into a camper and travel the world with. Yeah. Or... A shitty two-tone paint job. I want to take a classic... I should stop saying classic. I should... I want to take a, like, uh... Vintage. Common-style white van and completely remodel it to look like the Scooby-Doo van. Oh wow! Yeah, no, we're completely different yeah. in the car world, my friend. Yeah, I'm I not... want shit that goes fast and sounds gnarly. Yeah, no, I want, I want the and car. Looks good. I honestly. want the car that makes everybody look at it. So well, I... yeah, but you can get that without making it the Scooby Doo van. Bro. Yeah, but how many people have the Scooby Doo van? Not a lot. Not a lot. Oh, I would utter to say I'd probably argue, zero. I'd argue, I would argue that there's less people who own a Scooby Doo van than people who own. A Lamborghini or a Maserati. Yes. yes. Right? But I mean So in that way, I'm one of a kind. Yeah, yeah. Because no one yeah. else wants to be. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. That's Dude, fair. can you imagine getting baked in a Scooby Doo van? No. Cause I don't even know what getting baked feels like, man. Eating Scooby snacks that are brownies? No, yeah, you can tell you can do that and then relay the message on here. Sure. On how great it was. How great it was. <laughs> I got lost for six hours. Yeah. <laughs> and you were in the parking lot in your van. <laughs> because like, you know, the mentality the the dream that I've always had is for us, a group of guys, Jesus, rent the van and just go on a road trip. That's always been one of my biggest traveling fantasies, is just to get a bunch of the boys in a van and we go on a fucking road trip and we just check shit out yeah yeah i mean i mean hey i understand yeah but vans are creepy well that's why you gotta turn it into the scooby-doo van that's so even creepier bro no it's not if you even speak to a child when you're driving that van I'm putting you on listen the fucking pedophile watch list bro no yeah no. I i'm doing it I'm putting you on. You're not allowed to talk to children, bro. Ever again. If you if you get into that van, drive it somewhere and get out and you're not at home, you know you can't talk to children. You want some Scooby snacks? Yeah. <laughs> you're going to prison. I'm not even sent I'm not even saying you did anything. I'm saying put this man in prison. Would it be worse if I decorated the van with a bunch of anime girls? Would it be worse for the children part or the reflection that people are going to have on worse you? Worse so, for reflection. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
people are think you're gonna be think you're in there just feeding geese if you know what I mean. <laughs> like, there's no reason to have that, dude. That pisses me off. That van's such a bad rep like that. Dude, it's a van. Dude, get a truck. Okay, no, but no, dude. You don't understand. Me and my cousin. And my uncles went on a fucking fishing trip. Yeah. We drove from Edmonton all the way to Vancouver Island to go salmon fishing. Okay. And in a van. In a van. We we just rented a common crew van. Okay. And we had a bunch because we we had a whole bunch of coolers. We had everybody's bags because we were going there for the long weekend. Yeah. And so it was my father, uh, three of my uncles, me and my cousin. Yeah. And we're driving down the road and like you're with you're with the people that you should talk with the most yeah. So like the conversations in the van would just be hilarious people beaking each other people roasting each other yeah people talking silly talking shit talking stories mm -hmm. and it's just it was the one of the funnest road trips I've ever been on yeah you know you can have conversations in any vehicle right yeah, but can you fit six people comfortably in a truck? Get an SUV, bro. Nothing creepy about an SUV. Yeah, but you can't do the shit in an SUV that you can do in a van. They took a... Okay, picture your common SUV. Can you take a large cooler, put it in the middle of the vehicle, take a tablecloth, put it over top the cooler, pull out sausage, cheese, and and bread and start fucking cur and having a fucking lunch on the road while your or your dad's trying to eat a sandwich by having his brother feed him on the other side of the seat as he's driving 120 kilometers an hour we weren't speeding but uh dude it's the hilarity of it okay, yeah you cannot achieve that in, Bro, an, in an SUV. when did this happen when did this happen when did you go on this trip two years ago wow Okay, I was expecting it to be two years ago, a long time ago, because everything you just described is the most unsafe. Exactly. I mean, it's awesome. Exactly. But like, it's the most unsafe. If you do that again, you're probably gonna die, dude. We took empty water bottles, cut them in half, and you peed in them. No, and used them as cocktail glasses, and we were drinking fucking uh. Drinking whiskey. Not the driver. Not the driver. Just me. Now, I know you're looking at the camera and saying that, but you can tell. Dude, nobody's listening. You can tell me. The driver had some, huh? Oh, for sure. I'm not going to say who. Oh, okay. But they had a sip. Oh, yeah. No doubt. <laughs> so, illegal. <laughs> illegal as fuck. And let me guess. When the cooler's in the middle, none of you wearing your seatbelts, are you? There's no seatbelts in a van. Oh, that's why he wants it, dude. I'm sorry, officer. There's no seatbelts in the van. There's the one seatbelt that, like, loops around the entire freaking seat. Oh and that's it, man. God, dude. Okay. All right, dude. You can have your van fantasy, but you can't talk to children. Okay? Fair? Don't talk to kids, bro. You're a grown man. What are you going to talk to kids But my van's not white. Duh oh, my God, dude. It's a van. No. You're going to paint it to be the mystery machine? Yes. You sick fuck. What are you talking about? Bro. It's Scooby-Doo. It's 90s. Yeah, it's nostalgia. Dude. Hey, you're in your mid-20s, bro. I'm not in my 40s. I don't care. You're in your mid-20s. 
twenties. What's wrong with that? Dude? And you're gonna drive the mystery machine? Yes, because I'm a pothead. What are you gonna do? Fucking dress like Fred next? No. No, I'm gonna dress like fucking Shaggy, bro. And I'm gonna have Charlie, who's my Scooby Doo. <laughs> Charlie's gonna be hung. Charlie's gonna be like mounted over the steering wheel. My little Scooby Doo, and we were just gonna, we we're just gonna drive around. Okay. You know what? Great. Let's get the fuck out of this conversation now. <laughs> Let's jump back to when you were talking about devs and streamers talking to devs when you're talking about Anthem. Yeah. Um, cause right now, Jesus Christ, Jesus Charlie. Uh, right now, tons of streamers are talking to the Fortnite devs, and they ain't fucking listening. No, one second, Charlie is going off. Okay. <laughs> edit, 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 edit. Get over here, demon. But yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't think there's a single streamer alive that isn't that isn't. irritated. I'm not gonna say mad. That isn't irritated. Like obviously some are pissed. Yeah. But they're they they've all gotta be fucking irritated at this point. I don't think anybody wants that stupid mech thing in there. Yeah. And I stopped playing Fortnite a long time ago. So anybody who hasn't logged into the internet in the past three weeks, Fortnite uh, it might be longer than that now. Yeah, probably a month now. Probably a month, month and a half, somewhere around there. Fortnite released uh, Season 10 and introduced uh, Battle Mechs, or Titanfall. Titanfall robots. Titanfall robots. Into their into their game. Cartoon building game. And they're ridiculously OP. Yeah. They can basically walk through anybody's builds. Yep. They've got uh, heat-seeking missiles yep. and a uh, machine gun hand. And they have a shield over top of the... Fucking person who's inside, so you yeah. can't be sniped out of it right away. It's it's two man, so one can shoot and one can drive. One shoots, one drives. Yeah. And they're ridiculously overpowered. And the, Bro, Tim the Tatman, squad wipe. I saw that video with his monitor off. Yeah, so he turned his monitor off and just had his and turned it around and showed the camera that his monitor was off. Yeah. And the fucking people he was streaming with just told, just them, to told them what to do. Yeah. Like, okay, jump a little bit to your left. Okay, now stomp. Okay, now shoot the ground. Shoot the ground. And he squad wiped a full team of four. Yeah. Bro. If that ever happens to my beloved Call of Duty, I'm running straight into the Activision HQ and getting angry. <laughs> Not going to say anything worse because I could get in trouble. But SWAT team comes in. Like... Just going but, uh, there and giving them a piece of my mind, because fuck that, dude. Yeah, well, I find people so dumb who, like, I don't understand why people don't realize that Epic is intentionally doing that. Yeah. Because, Because people one, are so fucking good at Fortnite. They're doing that for two reasons. One, they're trying to make it easier for new players to come in and play the game, which, I mean, that ain't who it. else is new by now? newborn babies that haven't played yet yeah it has the, the largest just turned six and their parents finally bought them something to play on it has the largest viewing ever. on twitch ever and ever yeah and like most consistent it's insane most consistent it's it's the most popular game of the world right now yeah arguably it's, it's the biggest thing we've seen since minecraft so what new players are you looking for homie so like 
to to make that to say that they're it's, probably trying to steal players away from Anthem. Oh God, if they haven't, <laughs> what what else will convince them? Jesus Christ, <laughs> they're gonna have to put Iron Man in there yeah. or something. Jesus. They have. They even put Iron Man in there. Yeah, actually. Oh yeah, no, they had the they had the gauntlets. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, they had the mechs, and now they got these things called uh, junk shot, where it's a grenade uh, that when you toss it opens a rift and drops random trash whether it's like a bus or sometimes a triceratops or like that's kind of awesome a plane but like that shit is so op tim the Tamman experimented with it he made a tower of 90s made out of metal all the way to the sky limit yeah threw a junk shot on the bottom of the tower and a triceratops spawned at the top and went through the entire build I don't have a problem with that, provided the mechs were gone. No, they're both in there now. That's what I'm saying. Like, so the mech can just walk through your fucking builds, and you can't do shit. Yeah. And then you have this other thing that will destroy a one by one unit of fucking whatever. Yeah. So you have two things that completely prevent you from building. Yeah. So, which I mean, like that. I don't know. That's probably the biggest problem Fortnite has with new players is they don't know how to build, myself included. I could not keep up but well like, how about this if you're new now too bad so sad go play minecraft yeah because like it's kind of because there. listen man no like growing up if you were late to a game you sucked that's how yeah, it worked you had a grind i joined call of duty super late yeah. and you know what i was dog shit yeah. for years i would cry and log out of mw3 because i just couldn't compete wait literally cry I've rage quit cried once, yes. Oh my god. Because, <laughs> because I legit was like, I'm trying to have fun with my cousin. Like me and Nick were trying to play it. And I fucking and, can't. And like, I'm getting so mad. And like, if there was two of us, we could handle it because we were able to coordinate a little bit. But me playing by myself trying to get good, I'm like, this is fucking impossible. Because I can't even survive long enough to understand the map, to understand the weapons. Because the players just don't let you catch up. Well, no, dude. It, like, when you log into an online game and you get thrown into the match, that is where, like, we go back to, like, primal shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's doggy dog. Nobody gives a fuck, man. Yeah. Until BRs. PR BRs, people started being nice. Like, if they realized at the beginning you didn't have a gun, you're a little bit of a noob. Like, some players, like, obviously, some dudes are just, I'm gonna execute you. I'm gonna walk right up with my shotgun. You're gonna be like, please say no. I'm shooting you in the head. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. But, like, I mean, I had a match where I landed one time, and I didn't find a gun. And I was like, fuck. And I ran behind a shack, and this dude found a shotgun in Fortnite, and just started chasing me, like, right off the rip. He knew I didn't have shit. And I was like, well, we run the same speed. It's so early in the game, I haven't farmed any mats, I can't build to protect myself, I can't do anything. Even if I'm 15 times better than this guy, this was back when the pickaxe did 10 damage, I have to hit him 10 fucking times, he has to pump me once. Yeah. I am not beating this guy. No. So I emoted behind the building I was at, and then he just walked up to me, started emoting with me, dude, and I was like, oh, wow, dude. And I, like, it made my experience of being fucked at least kind of enjoyable. Because then he spray painted like the stupid like 
dead guy white chalk outline on the ground. Yeah. And I had like the backflip emote where you back up, like backflip and lie down. So I just backflipped and lied down in the white fucking chalk line. And then he killed me. And I was like, awesome, dude. Like also, that shit's fun. Also, Trent, welcome to season two of Fortnite. No, that was season four, actually. Okay. We're season, at season, season yeah. Season. We're at season ten now. No, no I know. But yeah, it's probably way, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I that mean, shit don't happen no more. Come on, homie. It's season ten. Yeah. Anybody who wants to play that brand new has to come in knowing they're gonna that they're get. gonna suck and that they're gonna Fuck. suffer hard. Bro, you're gonna shoot a guy and be like, I might kill him, and he's gonna build the fucking statue of Zeus in your face, and you're gonna be like, also at this point, what the? F at this point, I would argue that any new players. Are people who get suggested to play the game by their with their friends, yeah. and therefore will be probably playing with their friends who have been playing for a while. Yeah, so they might have a better chance to. So they might have a better chance of at least up. learning the game. Yeah, because their teammates might be able to carry them and let them learn how to build, let them learn how to shoot. I wonder if there's a statistic now of people that play alone still. There's always. Yeah, no, but I wonder like. I wish there was some sort of sort of statistic that we could see, like compared to like two thousand and nine, when you were jumping into COD matches solo. You could probably tell like to now. You could probably see how many people are solo queuing versus playing squads. Yeah, but I feel like a lot. Like there's some people for sure in duos and squads that are solo queuing with Phil on to try to make friends. Yeah, to probably. To play the game. Probably. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Like, if you're a squad of three and you're looking for one, you put Phil on, and there's a guy who's solo, like, he's not going into squads because he's fucking ninja. Although, although we never do that because when we do put Phil in, the other guy doesn't listen to us. Yeah. Yeah, we get the idiots. Yeah. Bro, you're playing squads because you suck at solo. Yeah. And duos is the hardest thing to play. Duos is the most competitive one. Oh, in yeah. any game, in my opinion, duos is the most competitive in every single game that there is because it's very easy to find one friend. I think duos is the most competitive, but also the most fun to play. I agree. Yeah, I love duos. Like that's why gunfight was so fun. Yeah, with the two v two because you can you can control so much. Yeah, it's very easy to come up with a plan with one other person and try to convince four different personalities to try to try agree to, to do this one thing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, hey, Epic. Hashtag remove the mech, bro. Yeah, I mean, right Every, now... Everybody's pissed, and I don't even play it, and I'm pissed. Well, that's why everybody's playing Minecraft right now. I think that's yeah. the go-to protest game. Yeah. Like, last time... kind of hilarious. Last time, it was uh, Uno and Monopoly. Yeah, board games and shit. Yeah, and, and now, like, yeah, this it's, is uh, now it's Minecraft. Like, Jack is still playing Minecraft. Jack, dude, I'm pretty sure Lupo went and played Minecraft. I saw Lupo played it. Yeah. Uh, most of the Ninja was tweeting about Minecraft. I don't know if he actually played. Most it. of the people, um, actually, I've seen a lot of the COD pros now that they now that the season's now over. Now it's off season. They're trying new shit. They're trying new shit and they're yeah. playing Minecraft with them. They have a whole server. Oh, yeah, I saw Karma playing Minecraft with Jack. Yeah, Karma was playing with yeah. Jack and Maven was. I playing saw Scraps with... playing uh, Until Dawn. Yeah, he got the shit scared out of him. I laughed so fucking hard. <laughs> that guy's fucking hilarious, man. Him and Waskins are just sitting there, yeah. and like this thing just pops out right in their face, like Jesus Christ, in their bridge accent, which I can't Mimic. replicate at all. No, but yeah, they're fucking so funny, man.
but uh yeah skipping it uh skipping speaking of competitive COD, uh, call of duty we've got some uh we got some news some info about uh next year's call of duty esports season and so starting uh, with you want to start with franchising or you want to start with what's happening next like the way it's happening with or i guess it's all the same shit it's all part of franchising yeah. my bad dude i'm stupid no no worries so um starting in starting 2020 call for those of duty, you that don't know so yeah some people who are not familiar this was the last call of duty cwl championships correct and now all competitive call of duty is moving to franchising yes so what that means is that teams are going to be city-based assigned to cities and will compete either in a in a na i'm not sure if it's going to be national or like state specific and then eventually nationals no i think it's going to be they're going to mimic the overwatch league as best they can and they're going to yes. have one arena somewhere yeah probably la let's be honest probably la they probably would just use the overwatch arena i mean Maybe. it's activision yeah. why, are we, why would they go build another arena yeah well unless they want to spread shit out to eventually they'll have a circuit who knows who knows but like so yeah so it's gonna be very similar to how overwatch does their things where like the franchises or sorry not the franchises the uh orgs. the orgs that you're familiar with are going to be uh assigned to cities or are well, going to no. buy their spot they gotta buy their spot they gotta buy their spot into a city and then charlie please stop licking my arm for and, the low uh, low rumored price of 25 million dollars usd with speculation that it could go as high as 40 million dollars <laughs> for a for a spot and right now only four have been rumored or four have been announced five i think five cities have been announced but only two teams are like confirmed yes if i recall correctly what is this this is just my history i'm looking up when we did this last time uh -huh. Bro, you were on the page, were you not? No. Are you sure? Well, no, this one yeah, this, this one tells me this scroll down though. No, but this tells you about how it works, but it doesn't tell oh. you doesn't tell you about uh what the the five teams that are that are announced. Oh no, you were on uh, you were on the the Liquidpedia. Yes. Or whatever it was, dude. Liquidpedia. I mean, what is that? It might be just some random thing. It was there, dude. Wikipedia was there. Was it? I think so. Here we yeah. go. So yeah, so five cities have been confirmed. We have Toronto, Atlanta, Dallas, New York, and Paris. Interesting. Out of those five places, four North American teams, and then just fucking Paris. Throw it in there. Yeah, and I thought that was weird because. I feel like Call of Duty in UK is more popular than in France. Yeah. So why Paris got confirmed before like London is like bizarre. Makes sense. And they also did tournaments in London. Yeah. So like that was really weird that that got confirmed first, but whatever. Yeah. And then out of those five cities, two teams have already been confirmed. So Splice is going to be representing Toronto. And Team Envy is going to be representing Dallas. Big shocker there. 
Yeah. No shock there. Well, some people are shocked because they noticed that one optic gaming is still missing. Yeah. Well, and we for, don't know what's happening with the. Optic and then for gaming LA, thing. they don't know what's happened. What's going to happen with a hundred thieves in phase? Yeah. They're both LA based. Yeah. So like, there's a there's a huge potential that some of the biggest orcs in Call of Duty are not gonna have a they're spot. Not gonna be returning. Well, not even not having a spot. Some have, or one has confirmed that they're just not part of it, right? A yes, EG. that was uh, EG. They're yeah. not gonna compete again. Evil Geniuses has straight up said we are not buying in. But that was according to the interview. They said that they don't want to participate because of their branding. They don't want to have to change their branding to be city-based. Yeah. And like, I kind of agree. I don't, cause like apparently in Overwatch, how it worked is that orgs in Overwatch had to become a different name. Like it was like- Dallas Fuel, Dallas Houston Fu Outlaws, Shanghai Knights, something like that. Shanghai Knights? Sh Shanghai Knights, I think so. Okay. Uh -huh. But the Houston Outlaws, right? And yeah, that was Optic, that's Optic's team. That was Optic's team. Envy's team is the, is Dallas Field. Yeah. Yeah. So like, that shit kind of annoys me because like, you already have an established competitive scene mm -hmm. with established orgs with established names and established branding and fan bases with, that have been cheering with, for years with fan bases cheering for those orgs. Yeah. Why go out of your way to rebrand those guys? And not only that. If you had to pick a favorite team, what's your favorite team? My favorite team for Call of Duty right now would probably be 100 Thieves. 100 Thieves. Uh, if 100 Thieves buys an LA slot, who's going to be your favorite team? The LA whatever. 100 Thieves, yeah. LA's yeah. team, or 100 Thieves team based out of LA. The city-based model makes no fucking sense for us. No. Like, it it's doesn't, the, like we're going to cheer for who we want to cheer it's for the internet. regardless of... Yeah, it's the we're internet. the internet. We're bigger than... You know, it's the internet. The and like for, for longest time, competitive gaming, you uh, it's no one roots for a city in competitive gaming anymore. It's you root for the best of the best, or you root for your favorite players. The, no, this is something we didn't mention last time because uh, it's our second time recording this because Matt fucked up. Um, just had to throw it in there again. Sorry. Yeah. Jab jabs. Um, we didn't mention last time, but uh, oh fuck. I had to say jab jab dude and I forgot what I was gonna say. That's what you get for roasting me. Fuck! Son of a bitch! Um, we're, we're talking about you still cheering for 100 Thieves no matter what. Yeah. With the LA doesn't make any sense. It's the internet. You're gonna cheer for your favorite player or your favorite team, not yeah. city-based. Yeah. That's the loot and trigger it? Yes, sir. Uh, fuck. Oh, no. Dude, it's gone. <laughs> Whatever I was just thinking is literally gone. Tell you, man, jab, jab. Oh my god! Never say jab, jab again. Fuck, I feel stupid. But uh, yeah, I mean, like at the end of the day, like the way competitive online has always worked is you're, you're gonna cheer for your favorite. Oh, dude, it came back to me. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. Can you was, remember was, your shit? No, I was intentionally saying shit to help trigger. Okay, <laughs> so go ahead, me, dude. So like gaming, we're, we all jumped into gaming. Knowing we would be anonymous, knowing we couldn't, we weren't going to be seen. We didn't know where it was going to go, right? Yeah. We didn't like 
when I first started, my mom was like, make sure you don't put your real name, don't put pictures. Oh, I remember like, that, yeah. I had I got the whole spiel from my mom about make sure I was being safe on the internet. Benfica271. Yeah, so like, yeah, my first gamer tag, like, it was my nickname, but like, probably not going to be tracked back to me. I mean, it probably could have been, but like, yeah, probably not. But like, the whole kind of cool thing about it was getting to like, rebrand yourself how you wanted kind of yeah which you, leads me back to you should have picked a better fucking nickname for yourself because you fucked up guy dude matt literally thinks someone gave made shot the nickname made shot he fucking picked it himself matt you imbecile i thought maybe when they made the team they gave each other cool names no dude Players have literally said they opened a dictionary to a random fucking page. But he really got the username Nate Shot? No, no, no. He chose his differently. But I'm saying some players have literally said that they opened okay. dictionaries to, the, to a random Yeah, but page. Nate Shot is not his username. Nate Shot is his alias that he uses in competitive multiplayer. Well, that's what was his, his gamertag was. That was his gamertag was Nate Shot? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um... But, so, so going back to what I, like, you know, we all kind of signed up to be anonymous. Yeah. And it grew. But, like, the cool shit about the anonymous stuff is that, like, when teams would come in, you didn't have to be some bullshit fucking team. Like, you could pick something really fucking cool. Like, Halo had Final Boss. Dude, how sick is that? Their team name is Final Boss. Like, yeah. the Final Boss. Dude, imagine winning and you're going to the grand finals against final boss. You're fucked. That's the final boss, bro. You better beat him. But at the same time, if you got a name like final boss, you better win every fucking yeah, match. Yeah, they were pretty fucking good back in the day yeah. in Halo. Uh, they did fall off a little bit, but, you know, like, growing up, some of the sports team's names were so stupid. Like, they're not, like, especially if it's like a physical sport, dude, I want my team name to be like, hulky sounding like the fucking spartans or like spartans to me was always my favorite name for a team because like something badass dude yeah or like the lions the tigers like something aggressive like that puts out that like hardcore shit bro like the so, minnesota wild is a hockey team and their fucking logo is a bunch of trees how am i supposed to be a savage on a team called the wild when our logo is a bunch of fucking trees. Yeah. So, like, I mean, like, the Houston Outlaws, it's fucking dope. Let's be honest. It's fucking dope. Okay, Houston Outlaws sounds fine. It sounds cool. Sounds good. But we... But it's... No Optic. But we know Optic. We know Optic Gaming. And yeah. Optic Gaming has more of an internet history mm -hmm. than the Outlaws. Yes. I just think, like, I like the whole idea of, like, the anonymous, you pick what you want kind of thing. You're not thrown into being, you know, a player for the fucking wild or, like, yeah. a player for the Oilers. Like, you get to be whatever you want to be. Like, if you think you're a fucking badass, you can make your name fucking badass. Except you can't swear. I mean, profanity, that's, but. to me, that's just obviously Activision controlling the branding and wanting, to, they're probably, they probably sell the uh, outlaw jerseys and outlaws yeah. stuff like that right yeah could be and that's probably all owned by activision yeah maybe. so they want to control people's names so people don't have a team name like the la douchebags or something stupid like that right 
Yeah, but also, they sell a game that's meant for 18+. plus. Call of Duty's rated M for Mature. Yeah. So the audience that's supposed to be consuming the game and, like, its content is supposed to be 18+. plus. Supposed to be. I started playing Call of Duty when I was, like, 13, bro. Well, I think... I think M now is technically 16+. plus. I think you can get... You can get it, but you can't... I don't think you can buy it yourself. I think it's 17. You can buy it yourself. But I don't think you can buy it unless you have an adult present that is 18 plus... Or 17 plus. Possibly. Um, yeah. I used to go with my mom to buy, like, GTA. And the, the store... Like, this person at the desk would be like, you know this game's rated M, right? It's meant for, like, 18 or 17, 18-year-olds. My mom was like, yeah, it's cool. My ten-year-old son's gonna play. Also, <laughs> also, EB Games people, shut up. Yeah. Also, fuck off. Yeah. Like, like hey, we know. You, you know this is meant for eighteen plus. It's like, yeah. yeah you realize that you scream at twelve-year-olds every time you go online and play COD. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> not. <laughs> and I, to go off again, dude, it's not like me, dude. I played GTA for the first time when I was literally eight years old. I played GTA three at my cousin's house. Same here. And I guess play. what? I never shot up a school. Played play it at my uncle's, yeah. I never had the impulse to fucking kill somebody in real life. And guess what? I've murdered tons of people online. I've murdered tons of people in GTA campaigns or whatever the fuck, free roam. I used to drive my car down the sidewalk because I thought it was funny. They're not people. It's just characters that Dude, you're shooting. Dude, it's a video game. Yeah. Have you ever gotten so fucking pissed off in a game... That when you left where you play the game, you held that rage and then left the building and still held that rage. And no. you're like, the next person I fucking see, I'm going to yell at them for no reason. Literally, as soon as you turn off your console... It's like I get washed away. Everything's washed away. Yeah. Because it all... And, and it's not like you sign back in and you're angry again. No, bro. It's, you it's, just go... It's gone. I'm not playing that shit to piss me off. Yeah. I'm playing something else, dude. Fuck this. And it like... You know, I know. I, it feels like I literally does this. Like... And all the bad shit goes away. Yeah, the, I don't. I def. I definitely don't take any anger that I get in video games, and take that with me outside of this house. No. The most so, I've ever done was put a hole in that desk. Yeah, but I mean, like you own that shit. You're not hurting anybody but your financials. Yeah. At that point, <laughs> like that's your own fault. I had to buy. I had to spend ten dollars to replace the IKEA tabletop. Yeah. But I mean, like the the politicians literally think video games are the reason they people are fucking killing people they don't it's an easy scapegoat it's it's to avoid the actual conversation that they're trying to have or that they're they don't want to have because it's too complicated what they, gun control in general they don't know what to do with the guns yeah and like in order to avoid that conversation they come up with excuses back in the 70s it was movies or actually no back in the 70s it was probably music yeah drugs and, and, and music and, Drugs and music. And then in the 80s, it was television or movies. And then in the 90s, it was television. Television's too violent. Yeah. And now in the early 2000s to now, video games has been have been blamed multiple times. Yeah. It's just a scapegoat. I know. It's, it's, a, so scapegoat. it's a scapegoat though. to avoid the actual conversation that they need to have. 
And you know what, homie? I don't have the answer either. No, I don't think the, anybody does. Otherwise, it would, it, they would have used it already. They're in such a complicated situation because there's so many guns out there. Yeah. And you can't just tell everybody to give up their guns. No, that's not going to happen. Yeah. And the, uh, their other, like, the other solution that people say is give everybody a fucking gun. Which, yeah. let's be honest, no fucking no, way that's going to work either. No, because there, there is definitely people out there in this world who are not of the right mind and should not have a gun on them. True. So really, the only thing I can think of, and I don't know how you do it, but there has to be some sort of incentive that the government can issue out that the best incentive they can come up with to suggest people give up their weapons in exchange for a reward that is equal to or greater than the value of a gun. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there's going to be people that... Like, there's, there's always going to be people, people who refuse to let it go because yeah. of their amendments. Which, I mean, that's their government. That's their that's their right, right? Yeah. So... I don't know. It's a fucked up situation. I can't... Yeah. I mean... I think the population is slowly growing to dislike it just because the stats for the U.S. is so ridiculous. Yeah, in comparison, in comparison to the rest of the world, they're in some hot water. That they realize that there needs to be some action, and I don't know. I don't know what it's gonna take, but I hope to God it's not that everybody who owns a gun has a has a kid that dies in a school and then decides to let go of their gun. Yeah, like I really hope it doesn't come to that. Yeah, bro, I have the solution. I, I figured it out. I really? solved the Rubik's cube that is gun control. Everybody needs to just start playing more video games and not leaving their house. That's a fair point. As games get more popular, people just sit at home and play games all day. Just fucking play COD, bro. All the time. Never leave your house. Stay away from the windows and play COD. Yeah. Because, I mean, video games are not what they used to be. Video games aren't a way that people isolate themselves from the rest of the world now like no i've been more social online than i've ever been in yeah, person i agree 100 when in public are you having a, a a conversation with five people for six hours for six hours yeah. straight uh literally never because i would want them I would tell him to dude, go home. Yeah, I'd be like, I gotta fucking leave. Dude. I'm like, you need to go home. Like, there's too many people here. I can't converse with you. Yeah. Because, like, I want to make eye contact. I want to give you the respect you deserve when you're talking to me. Like, but when there's, like, five of us, I'm going to be like... <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, online, we all talk. We all know what's going on with our lives. Literally, me and you were talking this whole time, and then when I reunited with you physically in the real world when we were on the soccer team... It didn't feel like I didn't. I haven't seen you in four years. It was like, oh, Trent, how's it going? It's nice to see your face for once. It's nice to see your, <laughs> nice to see your face for once. Hey, but asshole! It, I realized you're not lying about your hair. But it's like, leave it. Yeah, but it's, by the same time, I don't go. So, how's your life been? Because we literally talked yesterday. Yeah, we talk every fucking day, basically. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, should we, should we fucking go back into this? Yeah. Well. It's a fair piece. So, like, basically, let's deep dive into this uh, upcoming upcoming Call of Duty Esports 2020 2020 season. So this is confirmed. This is all confirmed. This has all been actually confirmed. <clears throat> this is a Reddit post 
and I'll send I'll put a link in the video bio Cod competitive subreddit and maybe I'll put a little uh, snippet there of what the website looks like just so you know what we're reading but this is uh, reddit r slash cod competitive and this I believe came the from the top point says it's gonna start in 2020 does that mean the first two months of the fucking game is gonna be nothing competitive wise it's gonna start literally in 2020 yeah well you need to give people two months to play the game I'm pretty sure vegas was in december last year yeah i think so but it says the season starts in 2020 but uh oh they got to pull, do like some sort of four an yeah. open signing window for all pro players begins september 3rd before the game even comes out you have to sign players <laughs> so you're not even gonna fucking know who's gonna be good yet yeah you're hilarious have, you have to sign players nine days before the beta comes out you have to sign players already. Okay. Well, yeah, you have to sign players to make up five. But I'm sure there's room to bring people in later. There has to be. So yeah, so this was posted by the official Call of Duty esports account. Hell yeah. So the way this works, obviously the season's going to start in 2020. Uh, pro matches are still going to be 5v5. 5v5 return 2020. Versus team competition. Play I mean, it, it played well last year, so... Yeah, and uh, like you told me before, apparently Black Ops 4 was the first... Black Ops 4 was the first time. First one to make it 5v5. Yeah, bridging the gap between pubs and... I argue was pretty exciting, especially to watch Hardpoint. Oh, it's fucking crazy. It was so much more crazy. Yeah, shit was popping up, and Black Ops 4 is fast as fuck, so... Yeah. That game probably still could have been 4v4 and been a shitload of fun, but... They elected to go with 5. Worked out and well. uh, there's no worry, because it's still being played on console. And all the rules may include mid-series substitutions. Not like mid-season, mid-series, which means... Yes, because your pro roster can now consist of the minimum. Minimum pro roster is size seven. is 7. Max 10. Max 10. So, so every team's going to have two subs. Every team's going to have two subs. Guaranteed. And I argue... Uh, Probably three out of the ten are going to be specialists. Like yeah, probably. you're going to have like your search and destroy wizards that are sitting on the sideline, avoiding the hard point or the capture the flag or whatever. Yeah, and then when S and D comes, they're here to be savages. So yeah, yeah, I think this that's which I, I don't have a problem with. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what we're speculating is that there's going to be specialists on teams now that are there already kind of is. Yeah, but like. They had to they had to lose the matches they weren't good at and just dominate the ones they were good at. Yeah. Which I kinda like. I kinda think if you're a professional in basically almost every sport except for like football, you don't have to know how to play all sides of the game. Yeah. Well I think so. that's what made I think for me that's what made the the Call of Duty esports so interesting, is that you had to be able to be good in SND and hardpoint the game, yeah. And zone and control, I believe, is the other game mode. Control like, for last year, but there's been blitz, capture the flag. They played domination. Basically, like, your team needs to be multifaceted and be able to yeah. play in all those modes. So I kind of respect that. Yeah, because we've seen like full teams of search and destroy kids come in, dominate S and Ds, but there's three hard or there's three respawn maps in a series. Yeah. Good luck beating a fucking pro team who's practicing respawns. When you're just good at SD. Yeah. You could it doesn't matter. You could win what you're good at and never win a series. You have to learn how to play respawn. So then uh As long as 
for those substitutions, I hope they can't do more than like one in between game because if they can do like what I don't want to see is you know Envy sign ten players, yeah, and five of them play the respawns and then literally swap the whole team out and the other five come in and play the SMDs. So yeah, they're gonna have to. They're yeah. gonna have to control that. Somehow. I don't want there to be a uh, five-man hardpoint team and a five-man SND team. No, because it's not even the same fucking team, dude. Yeah, like I don't know. That makes no. That would make. They'd no have sense to put. Either. They have to put a restriction on substitution. So either one, maybe two. I was thinking. Matches. I was thinking you do the FIFA method where it's three substitutions throughout the entire match, and when you want to do them's up to you. When you want to do them's up to you, or what you were thinking is in between uh, maps. Every single game, you only get yeah. One in between game. maps, you get to make one one person switch. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. I go. Your actually yours makes a lot of sense too. Like let's say you can switch up to three players. But the yeah. minute you swap swap three, you you can't change ever again for yeah. the rest of the series, no matter what happens. I could I could get down with that. Yes. I don't, I, three might be much, but I, I feel like three is the number you'd have to play with. If with ten players, I think you'd have to yeah. put three, three or two. Yeah, well, I was thinking two, but then I was like, is that enough? You know, I don't know. Yeah, three might be the three might be the number. So then there's a bunch of information here about contracts. Uh, I don't know if it's worth getting that much into because we don't really understand. I personally don't really understand it, but we're not lawyers. Yeah. But basically what it looks like is that all current uh, pro players have an opportunity because now everything is going to franchising to basically renegotiate their contracts yeah. and be able to get bids from other orgs to counter bid with the current org that they're on. Yeah, because they're like some players might not have because it says here that uh, pro players in the league receive a minimum base salary of fifty thousand US. Yes, so there's some players that might not be making that right now. Yeah, so they have to renegotiate to at least get that to at least get the base salary, and yeah. that apparently comes with health care and retirement benefits. Yeah, uh, the one interesting thing here is that teams are required to distribute at least fifty percent of their prize pool earnings. At least fifty percent. Man, if your org is taking fifty percent of your fucking winnings, I'd be fucking furious. Uh I would not see I would not be surprised if people new to the pro uh pro world to be forced to to have to sign at fifty percent. Winnings. Winnings. Where's my incentive to win? You're taking all my fucking money, bruh. But I mean, look at the people who get 80% right now. They're the guys that are at the top of the org. Yeah, but how do you get guys to the top? You need fucking winners, man. And you need to, like, incentivize people to win. Like, sure, there's going to be 1% of people that don't give a fuck about the money. They just want to win because they yeah. hate to lose. And, and, and that'll know, happen. And you know what, dude? I wouldn't be surprised if the orgs give them better deals anyways i'm sure they will there's so much negative association with orgs taking more than they deserve especially phase and yeah between phase and tifu yeah. uh ninja leaving what was he luminosity was he was with luminosity he just got too fucking big for the brand didn't make sense anymore yeah yeah so like i don't think orgs are that dumb enough now to be like yo you need to give us 50 percent of your prize pool earnings because it would it would attack Maybe. it would you leak that to any online news 
website and yeah. they, they'll just finally got the word hey yeah <laughs> i was trying to come up with something better but i was like news yeah. website outlet and they'll uh, they'll leak the shit out of that and your org will look bad yeah so sure. i can't doubt i can't i don't Bro, i think them. like anything more dude like absolute max 25 percent. i think the standard's probably 20 anything more nah. than like 20 you're probably gonna look like i would be ass. surprised if there's some 70 30 out there like 70 to the players 30 to the org yeah I think that would make sense, but that's, you know that's only five percent more than twenty five. But I wonder me if some, personally, I wonder if somebody brand new gets seventy thirty, and then eventually, as you stay with the org over the years, you eventually mm. get eighty twenty. I would. I mean, I would. I could fucks with like because like them only doing individual things like that. Only the tifus of the world are getting like ninety ten or ninety five five. Yeah. See, but yeah, but I just assume that all players under the org are getting the same prize pool in. So if the contracts are negotiated individually with prize pool uh, most earnings contracts, there... Most contracts are negotiated individually. You don't release a contract for the entire team. No, I know, but I would be quite surprised to find out that like the players on phase for Call of Duty aren't making... like aren't all making 80-20. I'd be surprised if there was one that was 70-30 or whatever, you know? If it was new... Like I'd mean, still be shocked. If it was his first year and he signed a one-year contract... I'd still be shocked. Yeah. I'd be surprised. I, You know what? I hope it's that case. Yeah. I hope I, that's I, the case. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt that it is that way. Yeah. But, uh... So, let's see here. We have... Yeah, and there's a lot of security here for players, too, that, like... Any player that gets dropped from the roster without cause still has to get their salary paid out yeah that's just so that's just for the safety of the players um the interesting thing with that or well, not with that but with this uh thing that last bullet point said uh saying that two teams can send two pro players from their active roster yeah of 10 or 7 to go compete in the path to pro which is going to be the new amateur scene the amateur yeah amateur scene circuit so that you were saying that that's probably so that those players can get reps and still yeah, I don't, stay active. Yeah, because I don't think that uh, that there's going to be teams that are going to pick up AMs as much as there's going to be pros looking for spots, like people that are already professionals. No, but these are pros that are already on teams. No, I know, but we only have five per team. They need to have seven. Yeah. So what I'm thinking is there's going to be less spots, and teams that are considered pro right now, some of them aren't going to be considered pro. So like, you're going to have like EG we know is not competing. Yeah. So JCap, Apathy, Exotic, and uh, I'm sorry, I don't know. Fuck. And some fucking can't remember. Um, but they're not going to be competing, so they might. Accuracy. Accuracy. So yeah, they might branch off and try to compete on their own? Well, no. They're going to be free agents, and teams are going to try to pick them up. Yeah. So, Charlie, like, no. We don't, like, Attach is going back to FaZe. That's already been confirmed. Yeah. But FaZe already has five. So he'll be six. So they already have a sub. But, like, you know, J-Cap's going to have to get signed. Like, J-Cap's going to get signed. Accuracy's going to get signed. Exotic more than likely is going to get signed. Apathy's going to get signed. Did I miss one? Again? Probably. Exotic, Apathy, Attach, J-Cap, 
Last one you missed last time was accuracy, so. What the fuck am I doing in my brain? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, bro. I fucking know. <laughs> I had a question. So, it says your teams may send two pro players from their roster to compete in the path to pro. Yeah. So, is the path to pro gonna like is that gonna be teams competing in the path to pro or is it gonna be individuals because so then why if teams are gonna be made up of five how can you send two players to go compete in the path to pro because there's gonna be they're gonna know amateur players that are gonna have a team of three already and they're gonna jump in is that what it's gonna have to be so our our am teams gonna only be able to apply with three players and then no. two pro players have to join them no they'll they'll converse outside of the fact there'll be dms on twitter some shit the pros will read like you know the pros that aren't getting whatever they're gonna be what, what will probably happen i'll be honest is ams are gonna form teams of five and then a pro is gonna put out a tweet or an org is gonna put out a tweet saying we are putting up fucking crim six and karma that'll never happen but you know for yeah. the sake of what names crim six and karma to uh openly compete in the path to pro yeah and teams are gonna drop two of their players to pick up two pros to get exposure it's gonna happen some there's gonna be a few ams that are gonna get shafted yeah unfortunately that's what I see a lot from this, actually, is that yeah. there's a lot of am teams that are going to have to split up because yeah. their whole team isn't good enough to get up. No, yeah, unless they can find a way to fucking compete. Yeah. Like, but yeah, unfortunately, yeah, there will probably be a couple am teams that get uh, that get cut up and some pros get inserted, and who knows, they might perform worse. But, it, like, you know, you perform worse, but you're teaming with Crim6, so your chance to get in yeah. like tens matches and stuff w- with Krim are going to be higher because you know you're teaming with him he knows how good you are already well I just worry about the team like the, the small am teams like Singularity where you were really impressed by their performance and then I feel like in this scenario maybe only two of them get to go or two or three of them get to go to compete because yeah. they need the pro players to give them exposure yeah but they worked so well as a team in the last CWL champs that maybe they don't perf- maybe their perform their performance is obviously going to be different because they're not going to have the same team. Yeah, I just feel like the the opportunity for a full AM team to become a pro team is definitely much slimmer now. Oh yeah, it's very narrow. I mean, it's been narrow for years now. There's been very few AM teams that have just come up and... Yeah, you're I think, saying... I think literally the last one was E-United. Yeah. Well, in you, Infinite Warfare. And you were even saying that too, though, like... This year, and probably in the previous years too, there's no opportunity for the AM team to compete against the worst pro team. No, because I feel like... They've had... They did the, the... This year, they did the double tournament... Open bracket setup. Yeah. with... Uh... So the open events had seeded pro teams put in pools, and then they had the open bracket event. But if you win the open bracket event, all you get is money. Yeah. If, like, it, it would make sense to me if whoever came last 
or like however like however they could work it out and do like a relegation tournament to see if the shittiest pro team is better than the top am team at that time because like mind freak did extremely well in the open they won one they came second another time i mean they got bopped out a little bit later but like they should have had a chance to play against like one of the worst teams at the time like an elevate early on like they weren't very good or like yeah w like one of those teams because you you really never know especially yeah. like you know people learn the game people get better at the game as the year goes on like 100 thieves started out dog shit and then became the best team in the fucking game beside the united and like you're saying like how like the only time they actually got to compete directly with the pros was at the championship at champs of all fucking and champs was lit yeah champs was sick why the other tournaments weren't structured anything like that makes no sense charlie you're gonna fall down buddy it makes no sense i think me. i think the lesson learned from that is should have been the am teams getting more opportunity to compete against the pro teams because at the end of the day let's just say hypothetically we're talking about basketball and like you have you have your like notorious michael jordan playing yeah. playing on a team and you have lebron james on an am team but they're not allowed to compete against each other because AMs and pros have to compete separately. Yep. Don't you want to see Michael Jordan compete against LeBron I, James? As a fan of competition in general and a person who likes to compete, I want to see, like, if I'm competing, I want to play the best there is because I want to know where I stand against the best there is. And, like... I want, as a fan of competition, anything competitive. Yeah. I want to see the best play the best. I don't give a shit if the team that's the best isn't even a pro team. Yeah. Because like, like we the, saw at champs, all the fucking upsets. Well, because like the Call of Duty model, you, you can't treat it like regular sports. Where like the way it works in regular sports is the amateur teams. Are basically farm teams where scouts get for to, the pros for the pros where the scouts that are either the coaches or people familiar with the sport watch these amateurs and go okay we're gonna we're gonna draft this kid yeah draft that kid yeah i don't think ams amps in call of duty are being treated that way no i think they're just treated as like oh that's just an amateur team that's an amp team maybe they'll get here one day yeah yeah but how I don't fucking know. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be a fucking pro. Because, like, you had teams like Boys, which eventually changed their name, and, like, Total War that were destroying. Team they, War. But, yeah. Team War. They eliminated some pro teams. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the way Gen G performed, fucking Gen G should have their spot taken away. They're and not, you a, pro put, and you put not team, a pro team at that And point. you put Team War where they were. Yeah. Like, their Team War is the new pro team. Gen G... But it's better like next year, homie. Yeah. See, like what I think should happen is after a performance like that, because Gen G was they were the second best team, so like them falling off was a huge surprise. But like because they got eliminated so early, if there was like another tournament or something, they should have to prove that they're better than that other fucking team. Yeah, there should be like a high stakes play down match where the shitty pro team has to play the top and team. After a proven event, where you played like and, a pro played bad and Am played good, 
We need to know because we we're like. Listen, if we, you, we're gonna fucking swap them. Here's my argument: If you're not gonna have a regular draft for AM players to join pro teams, then you know what? AM teams and pro teams are on the same level, and how you do it is at the regular events. The worst pro team goes against the best AM team. If the AM team wins, they take their spot. 100%. And then eventually, there in, should be something like that. And then eventually, in champs, when you have one to thirty-two, however that ends up finishing. That's your new roster for next year. So Gen G in my world would be in 32. They'd be competing on the fucking AMs again. Yeah. Until they got to the top of the AMs and took out someone who was the well, shittiest. Well, you'd probably pro. have to. You'd probably have to do a full season kind of thing because everybody has bad games, bad tournaments, or whatever. You know. So you can't base everything off of one performance. Then maybe base it off the points they accumulate over the they year. They accumulate the over the year. But but then uh, yeah. With that being said, the AMs need somewhere to compete. But still, Gen G probably would have ended up in like sixth versus what well, two two because they would have been two the whole time. Yeah yeah. I just think like if you're not gonna draft am uh, amateur players on a consistent regular. Well, uh, this is the first time we've ever had a chance to sub substitute. So like, there was no point to get players. You would. You wanted five, and you only wanted to compete with five because you don't want other players getting used to playing with other people. Yeah. You want your team to be as good playing with those core guys as they can be, because you need to like, you need to basically become family. You need to know everything about that person to know what they're gonna like. You basically got to have like that but bond still, where you don't need to talk. If the org can afford to pay more than five players, if yeah, they never needed to, so why would they? Why would they waste that? Why would they need to now? If their financial system is based on only having five employees, why they, they have seven? Why they? Oh, the minimum was seven. The minimum seven. So they need to have two more now. That's what I'm saying. This is the first year where like you could see a huge influx of amateur players coming in. In my opinion, I don't think that's going to happen. I think pro players are going to get picked off of teams that aren't buying into the league, yeah. and those are going to end up being the bench players. I just I think just based on the team size in Call of Duty and the amount of pro teams that you're gonna have that are city based, it's not fair for AMs to compete on an individual basis. An AM an amateur team should just be the full team yeah. and be able to take on any other team. Because that's the only way you're gonna get an AM team become a pro. Because eventually, I say within the end of this year. Those teams are going to be full, and they're probably going to be full for the next three years. Ten fucking years, dude. Yeah. We don't know what the shelf life is of video game players. People, like, laugh and say it's 25. We don't fucking know, dude. Clay was 26. He just won a world championship, or 25. Yeah. He's won a world championship. And it's not like hockey, where you need three sets of teams because people get tired after three minutes. Yeah. No, you're playing fucking games. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, it's sure, it's mentally tasking, but, like... You know, you like that's part of the strategy. If you can hold your concentration longer, you should be rewarded for that. I think the way the model should have been is the beginning is correct. Make the amp, make the amateurs compete on online tournaments and eventually get invited to compete in an open tournament. Yes. And then but after the placing of the open tournament, there should be some sort of way to interject them to maybe see if they can be professional. Yeah. But there's never been anything like that. No. Even last year. 
Because, like, what I actually thought was whoever won the open bracket was going to get a spot in pools. That made sense in my head. But then I was like, if they get a spot in pools, they need to replace somebody. How do they go about replacing that team, and how do they choose which team is getting replaced in the next open event? I think... I think our model of the worst of the pros going against the best of the amps is the most fair. Are you able to timestamp this and edit? Because I have to pee so bad. Yeah, we can pause it right here and okay. then we'll be right back. Dude, I have to pee so bad. <laughs> yeah. This has never happened before. I believe you. Yeah, sorry. I had to pee so bad. That's oh, never happened before. I had to pee so bad. By the I way, mean, that happens after. But By the way, I saw Blade Runner 2049. It's on Netflix now. What? Blade Runner 2049, the remake of Blade Runner. Just What's Blade out. Runner? Blade Runner, like the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Never seen it. Never seen it, bro. Okay. We'll talk about right it. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, going, so let's keep diving into this uh, Reddit post here. So, uh, let me see, current esports players, yeah. So this point here is just talking about more contracts and what their rights are and basically be able to go to other orgs and negotiate their contracts right now. Basically everybody's contract is open yeah. and they're going to get a new they're contract. They're going to get competing offers from other orgs and then their current org gets to match or beat it. So we've been talking a lot about the path to pro here. So the only details we've been given so far is just this statement here on the Reddit post, which is... We recognize the importance of a thriving path to pro competitive scene in Call of Duty Esports, which has continued to garner strong participation and prizing each year. Going forward, we will support and administer extensive amateur competitions, both online and via open bracket attorneys in cities around the world with dedicated prize pools. More details about the path uh, to pro system will follow and will be shared in the next upcoming months. The future of... The esports is bright and builds a strong legacy of competitive excellence. We're committed to supporting our incredible player community. Uh, Team fans of partners in the next chapter. So I'm definitely excited to hear what else they're gonna. I want to see. About I want to see a more detailed path to pro, especially when you're calling it the path to pro. Yeah, it should be very structured. It should be like. Yes, it should be like amateur teams compete in online competitions. The top five. Of the online competitions get invited to the open bracket tournaments. It'll probably be eight or sixteen. Well, is no, they have to structure it like that? But do so they it can tier into? But aren't they already going to pick the am amateur teams that already exist, or do amateur teams have to compete every year? You're an am team until you're a pro team. So okay. everybody that's considered an amateur, who's not going to be bought in, because I mean this year, doesn't matter who's considered pro. Whoever buys a spot. That's your pro team. You're yeah. gonna buy pro players. You're gonna buy the players you want to represent you as a pro. So there might be some big name pros that literally don't. I, mean, I doubt it. I doubt it. But there could be potentially big name pro players that end up becoming amateurs because they won't technically be in a pro team. Yeah. I mean, hundred thieves have said that they're gonna try because I mean, like they have. They already have a pro team with League of Legends, and that and League of Legends is already franchise-based. Mm -hmm. So they have the capacity to fund a franchise-based team. And, I mean, they got that big sponsorship from Drake, right? Yeah, well, he's a co-owner now. Yeah. Or whatever, yeah. 
some so sort of thing like that. He might be able to afford the 25 mil to drop a spot in he LA. He might be able to afford 25 mil, bro? If he wants of to. Of course he can afford 25 mil. It's Drake. Okay, man. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Just, I'm just being modest here. Like, 100 Thieves could get the money. There's no doubt about that. But... Like, who's FaZe's biggest uh, funder? They probably have some sort of capital investment group. A little dicky. Did he, he sign... Or no, who signed with them? Was it Lil Dicky? Or no, Lil Yachty? Lil Someone is legitimately signed to them that's a rapper. Not, I don't think it's Lil Dicky, because Lil Dicky's doing... Uh, I think it might be Lil Yachty then. Might be Lil Yachty. Or something Lil, like that. Lil Dicky is literally doing a an, uh, like a party for 100 Thieves. Oh, okay. That's funny. Yeah. Um, I'm actually a little excited. I want to know more about the Path to Pro, which we will get, obviously, because they said we'll get it. Yeah. But uh, if those events are going to be streamed... Those are gonna be fucking wild. Well, because those are gonna be fucking all M teams hungry, desperate, fuck, desperate to get into. It's gonna be like champs without the domination of the pros. Yeah. So like all that crazy shit that was happening, you're gonna see that, but it's gonna be like some of it's gonna be a little bit unstructured because they're all gonna be like maybe not as polished as the pro teams are gonna be. Yeah. But like some like some games have the potential to be like. The highlight reel, scrappy back and forth, just like college college sports in fucking in the states. Yeah, a lot of college, college sports football is more interesting to watch than college football bro. is almost bigger than the NFL. It's not, but like it's big as shit. People love that amateur stuff. Well, you know why is because exactly like you said, the college players are trying to become pros. Yeah. Whereas I think. You would you would think it's not that big of a deal, but I think there is a small factor of pro players that like once they get into pros, they go they don't care. They go, I made it. Yeah. That's the biggest thing that pisses me off about regular sports, dude. You never get to see the best play the best, because on some days the best don't play like they're the best. No. They just take the day off and fucking do whatever. And I'm just like, fuck. I wanna see like like if I'm going to see Michael Jordan play I want to see Michael Jordan play. Yeah. I don't want to see Michael Jordan on the court. I want to see him fucking be him. Which he said that's what he's tried. Like, that's what he tried to do in his career. Yeah. He said there's, like, some 10-year-old kid in the in the fucking crowd that his, he begged his parents to, to buy, buy him ticket. a ticket yeah. so he could see Jordan be Jordan, yeah. not some guy take a day off. Which meant, like, props to that fucking dude because... Yeah, I mean, that is a sad reality now, is I think some players do intentionally help hold back because they make so much money. Yeah, yeah. They, and they don't want to hurt themselves or whatever the reason I've, is. I've argued that, like, hockey, like contracts, like especially in hockey, I've made the argument before, but it's obviously never going to go because players would never agree to it. But I feel like uh, contracts should never be more than a year. And I think your money should be adjusted to your performance in the year to the, your performance in the year yeah so at the end of the year if you underperformed guess what you're getting paid less next year yeah i'm down with that there should be more consequence to you being lazy yeah because at the end of the day as much as you're an athlete you're also a fucking entertainer people pay tickets to watch you perform yeah and if you're not gonna perform people are gonna fucking call you out yeah yeah it sucks yeah so i mean <laughs> that shit doesn't happen in COD. I mean, like, there's people that have underperformed, but, like, those motherfuckers try all the time. Yeah. There's not people that, like, yeah, I'm not going to show up. I mean, it happens. 
you get the wake up call and then you go oh fuck but you have like because you play multiple maps there might be a pro team that takes an am team lightly loses the first hard point and they're like oh shit this team is not as bad as we thought yeah we need to step and then they beat them 3-1 or 3-2 and then you're like okay here we go or the pro team struggles against the am team for all five rounds and, and you're just, like and Genji, what the fuck's going on? And loses at the very end. <laughs> yeah. And then goes and plays another AM team. Gets 3 0 And, and like, gets bullied. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm, as Nate would say, cautiously optimistic, but I'm not cautiously optimistic. I am kind of on the other side where I am hopefully terrified. Hopefully terrified. Hopefully terrified. I'm hopeful because a lot of the stuff sounds nice, but I'm terrified of us. taken something apart that wasn't broken yeah like call of duty could have adjusted small things to make it what i think would be perfect the and it wouldn't have taken much the problem is like as much as i understand the the methodology of like taking overwatch's league and applying it to call of duty i understand that that mentality yeah but call of duty the way it runs is so much different than Overwatch. People have been playing the same Overwatch game well, this whole time. That's the argument we made last podcast, which Matt fucked up and didn't record. Um, it was recorded. It just got corrupted. <laughs> I was waiting for a reaction from you. But you're like, well, no, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't record. But uh, yeah, like they're not playing Overwatch 4. No. They're playing the same playing Overwatch. Overwatch yeah, and we're talking about that traditional If sports. Call of Duty expects to continue this new game every year model that's that that's gonna really be hard to, to maintain a franchise based well yeah because scouts that are scouting young talent you're gonna come in and see simp this year and go holy fuck we just found the next lebron james of call of duty yeah and who fucking knows what happens next year simp could be a completely average player not taking shots simp i fucking love you but like Black Ops 4 and Modern Warfare are going to perform very different. Yeah, they're completely different games. Yeah. This, like, they're a similar mechanic, but it'd be like fucking playing baseball, and then instead of catching with a fucking mitt, you're catching with a fucking golf glove, where it's just some fucking shitty little leather. Yeah. It's like, hey, next year, this time, we're going to make the baseball, we're going to make the baseball bat square. 10, 10, and 10 pounds heavier. Yeah. And, and fucking players are like, I've never swung a bat that's way heavier. Oh, by the way, we're not going to play on a diamond diamond anymore. We're going to play on a hexagon. Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be six bases. Like, that's, because that's, three is not That's how much Call of Duty changes every year. Yeah. Even though people be like, oh, it's the same fucking game every year. Yeah. There's, it's not. It's, it's the small little things that they change that make pros completely 180 in terms of how good they are. Potentially. There's some pros that fucking props to them, the adaptability of some of these pros, but like, there's some people that struggle switching titles. Yeah. And then there's some people that fucking thrive that are just always good. And you're just like, fuck me, that guy is so good at these fucking games. Like, yeah, like there's always going to be those, but like, it's those, it's those outliers that are really good at that game that you want to see them play that game because they're probably the best at that game simp was the at the end of the year was the best individual performer in black ops 4 yeah not in call of duty in black ops 4 that is more than like the percentage that simp is the best player at modern warfare is so small 
And again, Simp, I fucking love you. I'm not talking shit, but like, yeah, it's a completely different game. I'm sure Simp's gonna be a beast. Is he gonna be the best? Probably not. I mean, prime he's probably ex- still gonna be a top player. Prime example, like you said, Kenny from 100 Thieves was probably arguably the number one player in World War II. He was. He was so good. He was so fucking good. He won MVP of the year. Yeah. TK won the first two tournaments. He played disgusting. And TK won the second last tournament and then came second at champs. So they had three first places and a second place in six events. They struggled in those two in the middle. but Yeah. And then this time, Kenny gets... Kenny ends up number two. Or at least his team ends up number two. Yeah. But he still wasn't the best black ops 4 player no, he probably wasn't even the best he on was team. he was still very good yeah he was but, very good at call of duty but, but he wasn't the best black ops 4 Priesta player outperformed him on 100 thieves 99 percent of the time yeah slasher stepped up in the middle of the year and he was performing great octane stepped up in the middle of the year was performing great enable came in fucking clutch at champs dude and you know like i mean kenny played fucking great but we're not going to talk about him as much because no. he wasn't like like, Sib on E United was outstanding. You cannot talk about E United's victories without mentioning Sim's name at all. Yeah. He had a huge hand in every map win. Back-to-back tournament wins, back-to-back tournament MVPs. Exactly. So, like, to that point, when you have a game that changes every year, you're, you're pro... You're, how do you scout? How do you scout? I... Like, I love how they have to pick players on the third before the game has even come out yet. You get to go off their fucking 2v2 gunfight beta or alpha testing and say, oh, wow, dude, fucking yeah. Kenny got shit on but also, that wasn't all pros. That was streamers. No, I'm saying like this past weekend, like this weekend. Oh, maybe. I don't Are know. Are they just watching their streams going, oh, fuck, Kenny's going to be nasty at the game because he played well in the alpha? I guess so. But like, fuck, man. Alpha, from You're... alpha to, to launch. That's what I'm saying. The they're basically totally different. They're basically taking players off of their pre- previous performances in Call of Duty and the the size of their personal brand. How big of a name they are. I don't think any new people are going to be drafted. Basically, right now, the only way Activision is probably going to be like, okay, here's all the cities we're going to have teams start buying. Yeah, and then the top sixteen pros, if there's more, if there's less than sixteen cities, will compete for the spots. And then that's your new pro league. Well, what's going to happen is obviously like the orgs that buy in, they're probably keeping their roster. Yes. And they're and buying a couple additional pieces. But what uh, what's probably going to end up happening is fuck. I lost my train of thought again. Well, I think fuck. I think what's going to end up happening is if there's not sixteen, there's got to be sixteen cities because you need. 16842. Yeah. So there's more than likely there's going to be 16 cities that are going to get teams. Mm-hmm. Not all of them are going to be in the US. There's probably going to be London. There's probably going to be maybe a Japan one, who knows? Well, I doubt it, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um I found I found my train of thought again. Props to me. Um go. what I think is going to end up happening is the only way a new player who has not been on the scene at all gets in is if he's vouched for by a pro yeah like if you know if if op, if the current optic roster sticks together like with scump and what and fucking tj dashy crim karma and uh that's it um or he has to go through the path to pro 
Well, no, what's going to happen? Well, because they need seven. So they need to sign two more. Yeah. If they can't get pros that they already want that are going to be farmed out, like J-Cap or Accuracy or whoever, Krim might have played a tens match with fucking Kleenex, one of the fucking AM players that played well at Champs, and goes, you know what? This kid's fucking disgusting. We should take a chance on him. His name is Kleenex? His name is Kleenex, yes. Fuck, that's Clean X. Oh, I thought I... I think not I, like the brand Kleenex. Not, not like the tissues? No, no, no. Like Clean X. I should change my name to, to the Kleenex tissues. Yeah, and then get in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's the only way I see a team ending up with... That happened this year, too. Yeah. Because like we went from four to five. So some teams were left without being able to pick up a pro. And we're like, oh, fuck. We kind of need to jump and grab an M. And then some pros were like, yo, this fucking M is Whoa. disgusting. Pick him up. That, that's a seam and Selium, both on phase. Both brand new league this year. Actually, I would not be surprised. Assuming, which is probably a strong assumption, that they're going to have 16 cities. Because they need, they need a six and seven, all the pro players that are currently on AM teams are going to get drafted to be the five and six on the surviving Probably. pro teams yeah and then from there if there's anybody who said like they don't want to play it anymore or they decide to retire then from there they're going to pick the best of the am teams from from last year i don't even think they'll they'll pick the best am players i think they're gonna wait for input from the roster that like the current roster but they have to get seven so if you don't have seven you're gonna pick yeah. the best of the amp. But then you're probably the org's probably just gonna ask. Like if Optic only has six, they're gonna be like, hey Krim, who do you think we should grab as a seventh? Yeah. And then Krim's gonna be like, fuck who's available. And they'll he'll get a list and he'll go, I've played with this fucking kid before, he's nasty, pick him up. Yeah, probably. That's that's the way the amps are gonna break through. Yeah. And the sad part is that amp player's on a fucking team already. He's on an amp team ready to compete. He doesn't know he's gonna be picked. And then fucking Krim's gonna like DM him on Twitter and be like, "Want to be in Optic? How the fuck are you gonna say no? You, nobody's gonna say no. Anybody who says no, it's would, would smack. Stupid, him. stupid. If you if you said fucking no, yeah. If Krim said, "Hey, I saw you play disgusting in World League one time on somebody else's stream because you don't stream," and somehow was like, "Do you want to join up?" I would literally reply back yes before he finished typing. Dude, and I would call my boss and quit on the spot. Dude, if and I made leave. if I made team Kleenex and I drafted you and three other guys and we're about to compete and Optic Gaming goes, "Hey, uh we see your buddy Trent on your streams and he's fucking nasty." We want him. We want him. You would be a shitty if, friend to yeah. hold you back. You'd be a piece of shit. I'm going to be like <laughs> I'm going to be like uh first off you should read the bio of my YouTube videos because his Twitter is there. Yeah, reach out to him for reach sure. Reach out to him. But... Don't make me feel like a fucking shitty guy. Yeah. Thanks. But also, yes. Also, <laughs> also, thanks for letting me know that you're not interested in me. Yeah. But yeah, no. He, he let accepts. Him know. I'll let him know after. But yes, he accepts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's how it's gonna go down if uh, if that goes down at all. But who knows? What's the matter? However, Envy... They, they, I'm just reading one of those comments. It says, okay. however, Envy already announced that they will require all their players to play. So all... If you want to play for Envy, you're moving to Dallas. And they have housing there. Who said that? 
The second one. Oh. By these rules, however, Envy already announced that they require all of their players to play in their facilities. Well, yeah. Well, I'm sure Envy has a facility. 100 Thieves already built their massive facility. They're going to want... I think it's under construction. I don't think it's built yet, but yeah. They're going to... Uh, you should look at the latest uh, 100 Thieves video. Oh, they're close? I think, I think they're already working in there. Holy shit, that didn't take long. Yeah. Fuck me. So, um... So, yeah, like... They're, these these larger orgs are already building facilities so yeah they're gonna want their players to move there and in the contracts it said you either provide housing or you provide some sort of financing to support uh support housing yeah so or and if you're not gonna do any of that you have to show the league that you're helping the player either find an apartment he can afford yeah like you have to show the initiative that you're not just throwing your fucking teammate or the your players under the bus yeah uh let's see here genji steven from genji says the rules may include mid-series substitutions snd stars must be delighted yeah yeah so like because that's what's going to happen after game if the series structure stays the same with snd being game two and five you're gonna see subs after game one and subs after game four. I've actually seen this name a lot mentioned on Twitter. It's so like methods is gonna be fucking fire. Like, I'm he, he's he kind of is getting tossed around. Yeah, he's on optic in World War Two. Um, before that, he was on Rise. Rise got rid of him to pick up Gunless. Yeah, I think. And then ended up playing on Optic. That didn't go well. And then, uh, then Sun he ended up on uh, another team, and then he ended up on UAU. Sanji says, your teams are now stacked, SND teams and respawn teams. I really don't think that's going to be the case. No, yeah, I think that guy's a little bit of a, a little bit of a fool. Because yeah. they have to limit the amount of substituting you can do. There has to be a limit. If you can full team swap... I don't want to say it, but I'm not even going to... I mean, I'm going to fucking watch, but I'm not going to be pleased. No, I I'm mean... i fucking annoyed. I feel like that would be degrading the competition that they had from last year. Because last year, pro players had to be able to survive in SND and in Respawn. Yeah. So, to lower the caliber of pro by being like, now you only need to specialize in Hardpoint? Yeah. That, to me, degrades the value of being a pro. Yeah, I agree. I think if you're a pro player, especially in a game, you should be able to do everything. Yeah. I mean, LeBron James has to play offense and defense. And he, I mean, that, with the exception of literally just football, you have to fucking do everything. Yeah. In soccer, like, I mean, attackers primarily attack, but if they're winning a game and there's only fucking two minutes left, they're getting their ass back and playing defense because they're trying to win the game. You're, you're not fucking subbing. Like, I mean, you might sub one or two players that are on the attack to play more defensive and put more defensive-minded people in. Your soccer game and also to that argument for football offense and defense you only know the best of the best of the offense and the best of the best yeah. of the defense well, you don't fucking players you don't hear team. you don't even know the other guys in between no. you know the best d-back you know the best uh wide receiver you know the best quarterback yeah so like it's very rare you know fucking everybody it's very rare. Teams you... of 40. yeah that's insane so like that's insane Overall, like we both said, we're I'm hopelessly terrified. or ho hopelessly, I'm hopelessly terrified. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm terrified. hopefully terrified. Because, because like, yeah, 
I'm scared shitless because I don't want them to fucking ruin my baby. Yeah. Either they know what they're doing and this will work out very nicely, or that's this, the, that's the hopefully part. Or this this first I would say this first year could franchising could be a fucking disaster. Yeah. And then next year they'd have to modify it a lot. Man, they could have literally just hired Adam Apicella from MLG and been like, "Hey, how should we run this shit?" Dude, that if they if they would have if they would have if I would have seen that on Twitter, being like, "Hey, uh, we recently required uh, him from MLG. He's not going to work with us exclusively to help run this Call of Duty franchising." MLG would like, die, dude. Adam Apicella is the backbone of that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fuck it. Maybe even buy them out. Yeah. Can you imagine if Activision bought MLG. I'd imagine they have the capacity to. It's Activision Blizzard, dude. Yeah. They literally print money. Yeah. So, I mean, they could buy MLG and then use the brand MLG for all their major leagues. Yeah. True. I mean, MLG, its logo looks like a fucking ESPN. Not anymore, dude. They rebranded. They fucked up so bad. Why did they do that? I don't know, dude. If you have any of the... Like, I want to buy the old MLG merch. It the, looked so sick. The old MLG logo looks sick. Yeah, the fucking controller in the blue and white. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, why? Uh, I don't fucking know, dude. Go look at their new shit. Yeah, that's dope. I would buy that shit and wear a fucking hoodie with that on it. It looks unreal. Look at that fucking shitty one that someone drew. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, that black one? This one? No, down. Like this the one, one with the arrow? Yeah, yeah. That's how it looks now. That's what it is now? Yeah. Well, that's stupid. I agree. How much better did it look before, dude? It, can't, it looked like... It looked like... It looks so official. It looks like an official sport. Yeah, it's sick. Bro, that, yeah, that old school just MLG with the blue, the uh, red and white. Fuck, with that's the red, unreal. With the red, white, and blue? Yeah. I'm American in here, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all major sports are... Have that. Played, are played in, in the US. So that's the reality. Well, no, and all the fucking logos look like that. Yeah, and all the logos look at like that. Baseball, football. Yeah. It says yeah. NFL with the red and blue background. Yeah. They all look like that. Why you fuck it up? Yeah, I think baseball has it, right? Yeah. Uh, basketball 100% has it. Soccer doesn't have shit because they don't care. Yeah, it's like. There's certain companies out there that I'm like, why the fuck did you change your branding? Like Second know, Cup man. became uh became Second Cup Coffee Co. or some shit like that. Like they expanded their name. I'm like, why make your name more complicated? I think maybe people were fucking not knowing what they were doing. Second cup of what? It's coffee, homie. Yeah, I don't know, dude. It'd be like if Starbucks changed their name to Bucks. That's kind of awesome, though. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Or, like, to be honest, like, imagine if McDonald's said, you know what? We're rebranding. Now we're just calling ourselves McD's. Don't, just it's not like, like, what's the point? No, keeping it, like, their name's still MLG. What if they changed the Golden Arches logo to just something else? You'd be like, what the fuck, bitch? McDonald's, I know McDonald's because of this. Yeah. Or like if fucking Wendy's what if stopped was, having if the would, chick. If it were a pointy M instead of an arch. Yeah, people would freak You'd the fuck like, out. You'd be like, what the fuck did you yeah. just do? Or if Burger King got rid of the king and just made some fucking lion or some shit. Technically still king of the jungle, but it's a lion now. You'd be like, yo, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Or if McDonald's didn't have like the fucking creepy clown guy. Ronald McDonald. That's that, creepy, but. How that guy hasn't gone to jail and was fucking shot. Oh, I'm pretty sure he is. That's why we don't see him much now. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. Rebranding makes sense to me if like the company was bought out and it's struggling to grow. But like MLG was killing it, dude. Well, I mean, to my knowledge, killing it. Like if UFC rebranded to like national fighting championships, they'd be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, people don't <laughs> like, people don't even know that it's MMA. They just call it UFC. Yeah. Like, oh, you fight UFC? Well, no. I fucking train MMA. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But I think we've said our piece here. Yeah. Uh, uh, for the second time, because Matt fucked up the recording from last time. Yeah. And, I mean, we were worried that we were going to say it a lot faster, but I think we still kept our pace. You know, I think we did all right. I mean, I don't fucking remember what happened on the last one. I already forgot. <laughs> uh, no, I kind of remember some of the conversations that we had. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the conversations that we had. At the beginning? At the end, you brought up right in the beginning. Well, I figured it'd be better structure-wise. So, but, uh, yeah, no. Er otherwise, I think everything else is uh, good. Do you have any other? That has been episode 4.5. 4.5. Random names. Four and a half. Yeah. Any final thoughts? Any other games you want to talk about um i don't think so no i mean like excited to play the beta yeah i'm looking forward to the beta and uh actually for me personally september is going to be a pretty huge month because we have uh i'm also a huge fan of destiny so uh oh yeah i have yeah. shadow keep coming out on the first and so, me and Steven have been trying to grind that out oh. and get prepped for that. So yeah, I'm pretty excited. I'm looking forward to uh, I'm looking forward to the future of both those games, especially COD. I think uh, I was very impressed by my performance in the alpha. You're I better think. than I thought you were going to be. Props to you, sir. And so I'm I'm very interested to see how well I perform in the other game modes. Yeah. So until, get, get that practice in, dog. Yeah. Get them reps in. So until then, uh, thank you guys so much for stopping by. Uh, you streaming tomorrow? Uh, no, Wednesday. Wednesday? Stream Wednesday. Wednesday. Mon tomorrow, I got to focus on trying to edit the montage video. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I want to release that. I, I think it's going to be really funny. I, I downloaded a whole bunch of, like, uh, sound bites. Like, have you ever heard of the editor? Um, I think it's either pronounced Grumbay or Grimbay. He basically takes popular Fortnite streamers and over edits their clips. Oh, Jesus. And Christ. they're just hilarious. <laughs> so I want to try to make like a more condensed, um, a less extreme version of that. Yeah. But like, I'm, I'm trying to make it as funny as possible. So, okay, like, so I'll look forward to that. That's going to be on my YouTube channel, which is DS Matthew Vids. But, uh, bullshit on mine, so. Yeah. Well, I, maybe I, one day. Maybe one day we'll get Maybe you. One day. I really do want you to get set up so that we can do like a squad stream. Yeah. Where people can watch both our perspectives. Yeah. Because there there is times where like if you and I are both alive and you get a sick kill, I want our fans to be able to see that. Yeah. So, I mean, there is the odd time that you are posting stuff on Twitter, on your yeah. own Twitter. So Once that. every five months. <laughs> yeah. Check them clips out. Yeah, TF well, Cranium. We'll eventually, you, you, we'll eventually get more active, dude. Don't worry. Yeah. Maybe. But, uh, yeah, until then, uh, thank you guys so much for stopping by. Technically, 4.5. Technically again. Yeah. Thanks for stopping by twice. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode of the Renanades Podcast. <laughs>